know what's crazy? I find that UFC, like historically, UFC's undercards for the most part have delivered way more than boxing's undercards have delivered. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, that that I get, but I think a, a bunch of that is because of how well UFC promotes the fighters in their undercard. Like, unless you truly follow boxing, you're not going to know who the hell any of these guys are. Mm-hmm. Like, you ask, like, right now, if I say, hey, give me your top five middleweight UFC, you can you can do it now. You can do that quickly. If I say, hey, give me your top five featherweight boxes, you might have to Google these motherfuckers. Welcome. We're here to do our thing. It's um sports day. We got some uh, let's say some more touchy topics to go on tonight. Man, we got I love touchy topics. I, I do too. I do too because Nothing's more touchy than Kevin Durant. Here we go. Here we Nothing's go. More touchy than Kevin Durant. Here we go. You want to start off with this? Here we I go. got to. I got All to. Right. So, Corey, you this, see what he's doing, right? This saga finally. I ain't gonna say coming to an end because he could tweet tomorrow talking about something. I really hate it here. So, Lord. damn. I got ex-girlfriends who have a better right to who who make up their minds better than Kevin Durant do. Like just looking at him him having to stay with the Nets because there's no at this point. If I'm a contending team, I'm not blowing up anything to bring in somebody who has proven that you cannot make them happy. It's proven. Your track record shows there's nothing we can do to make you happy. So I'm not going to, if I'm like the Nuggets or Dallas or who else is like Brinkish, Miami, uh, hell, even Golden State, why would I blow up anything I currently have going that's trending toward a title or already there for somebody who I clearly cannot make happy? I just can't get it. I, I, so honestly, he stuck there. He signed was a four-year extension. Mike, if you, if you know, work with wrong. Years. Yeah, yeah, he did for four more years. Yeah, so he signed. A, he signed the four-year extension, and I always was one like this. I personally believe that happiness has nothing to do with that contract, and I do believe that in sport. Happiness has nothing to do with the obligation that you signed up for. You you said, I will commit myself and my talents to this team for four more seasons. Sign on this line, and I'm done. Because there's another, there's a guy um, for the Bears, the linebacker for the Bears, who just said, you know what? I'm just going to ride this contract out. And I can respect that. He, yeah. Yeah, Roquan Smith, I, I can respect that. Even if he's voiced the fact that I want to be a bear. And the bears weren't trying to, to make it work, at least on the money side of things. 
So I'm looking at Roquan Smith contract situation and then KD. I'm like, bro, you're not necessarily a player who I can say can completely move the needle or I know I don't disrespect him like that because he, he, he is a great player. But there's just God, there's something about this guy that just irks the hell out of me. And I'm just trying to figure out exactly what it is. Mike, you do know what irks you about KD. I'm still trying to figure the shit out myself. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Corey talk because y'all know I can go on and on about KD, so so, so um, what, what, what's your whole take on KD actually wanting to stay with the Nets? I think I think they got to a point where basically he had no other choice because I think the owner, Joe Sy, was like, no, you signed this four-year extension. We have no interest in trading you, especially if we feel like we can't get equal value, which, to your point, Kelly, he's a great player. Like, unless you get, like, a a Jokic type player, like, you know, or Giannis type player, like almost no trade is of equal value for a player like Kevin Durant. So I think the owner is like, okay, no, you signed a four year extension. You are the, you know, you're the face of the franchise. You're the star. Make this, make this shit work. Basically. Like you want to sign, you want to be here. You and Kyrie y'all, y'all says you want to come to Brooklyn, yada, yada, make this work. And, I think at that point, th- once Josiah said that, I think the more KD tried to push back, especially publicly, the more the negativity is going to go on the player. You know what I mean? Because like, like I'm always, I've always considered myself pro player, pro player, pro employee, all things like that. You know, I want you to, if you can find happiness, you make your decision, you you put in your time, you put in your work, then yeah, you have a right to make your decisions. But when you sign a contract and you want to flip, okay, this is not going right. Okay, now I want to I want to leave. Trade me, trade me, trade. Like it's a that's not a good look. At least to me, it's not. And I think that's one of the big differences between someone like KD and like LeBron, because LeBron when he left Cleveland, he signed. For Miami for four years, he stayed. Mm-hmm. For all those, same thing when he went back to Cleveland, he signed his contract, stayed. Same thing with the Lakers when things weren't going right, boom, stayed. Signed a two year extension. So like, when you make that commitment, and you and oh, this is another thing too. I think LeBron is the type of person that says, okay, this is the situation I'm in. How can I make this work? How can I make this? fit like what can i do how can i you know get all these pieces in place right mm-hmm. kd and and, and K, kd's not the only person believe me but like since we're just talking about kd he once he saw like i think how they they ended the the first round against boston this year how they mm-hmm. went out getting swept and the Kyrie stuff and not thinking steve nash is a great coach and yada yada it's like Bro, do you 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 signed? This is what you wanted. This is the situation you chose. Make it he work. He chose the damn coach. Exactly. Without he chose you know, the coach. They, they didn't even need a he and Kyrie. He and Kyrie said they even need a head coach. But anyway, that's beside the point. Like Ooh, this is what you chose. 
this is the life you chose. Like make you are and 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 this is and this is like KD, KD, you are that great. You are that great of a player. Like make it work. Simple as that. Like make it work. So that's where I stand on it. And that's kind of kind of how I like I look at the whole KD thing. Is that when I look at the pantheon of greats, I've never seen actually. It's only only one other time. This is kind of tied into what Pat Bev was talking about too. With the only other free agency I can remember that kind of tied teams down a little bit was the decision that free agency time period where teams were having to make moves and Mike, we watched it very intently because Chicago had cap space and talent. And we both were like, if we get them, cool. If not, we still got a championship contending team, which we had. I didn't was, I didn't want I didn't want LeBron. It was having Bulls, Dang, Noah. Do we drafted Gibson? I think that season or the season, no, season before that, we drafted Gibson. Um, and I was really high on Taco. We got Taj Gibson and James Johnson in the same draft. And I was a lot higher on Taj when we got him because I watched him whoop off whoop the Tar Heels natural ass when we played against USC. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't want LeBron. Um, I didn't want LeBron during the decision because uh, I'm of the mindset of um, I'm of the mindset of homegrown talent. Um, you beat beat the person at the top to become the best. Um, and there's no doubt. It's no doubt that LeBron was the best. So I didn't. I didn't want LeBron. Um, that that's not. That ain't. That ain't really how. That ain't really how. I, how I roll. You know. Uh, with with sports. Um, Corey, you said you pro. You pro player. Um, in most. Yeah, in most cases. Yeah, in in most cases, player. right. Um, I wouldn't define myself as pro player, but I'm not pro organization either. Um, I am pro. I am pro whatever makes sense. So, um, like, I want the players, I want the players to get as much money as possible because they are the ones that are out there performing. But at the same time, I expect that if there is a player who has the desire to win with the team that they are in contract negotiations with, um, there is some, there is some sense, there's some some sense and accountability that they have to take in realizing that their money is going to cut into other moves that that team that they signed to can make. So it has to, I think, so I'm all about what makes sense, which is why, even though I don't like him, I appreciate, I can appreciate the, um, how Tom Brady has gone about his contract negotiations throughout his whole career. Um, because he's never been the highest paid quarterback. He's always taken pay cuts to make sure that his team, um, was always able to sign, to sign, additional key pieces uh that that will help him get to the super bowl um so i'm not really pro player but i'm not pro organization either i'm kind of like dead center in the middle with whatever makes the the best sense for winning um having said because at the end of the day at the end of the day whether we talking about lebron or kevin durant or any mega star making over 200 million dollars versus them making 197 million dollars it's still a fuck ton of money so you know like like we split we splitting hairs at that point anyway Having said that, uh, the, this is my thing with the whole KD, uh, with the whole KD saga. Um, I do not believe that it's over, killer. I think that I think that if if Kevin Durant is still on the Nets around this time next year, I think that he is going to request a trade again. Um, because the fact of the matter is, 
he doesn't want to be in Brooklyn. That's just a fact of the matter. Um, for whatever for whatever the reason is, I think the reason why he kind of um, sucked it up and uh, came to this, um, I guess, agreement with uh, ownership and management or whatever is uh, because he's not in a position to call any shots. It's like, it's like, and this is and and this is one of them cases where like I'm not trying to disrespect Kevin Durant, but. It's like Kevin Durant. Who the fuck are you? Like you, you are you are a great player. You are a great player. You will probably go down as top ten all time ever. Um, but you ain't led nobody nowhere. You ain't won nothing on your own. As a matter of fact, I would say that it's proven that you can't win anything as a leader. So who the hell are you to tell me what I can and can't do? Not to mention you're not a pending free agent coming up. You got this year plus three more years left like so no matter what i decide to do you are stuck and and it's it's all it's almost like it's almost like going to a restaurant it's almost like going to a restaurant and being upset that your food is taking too long well you hungry you kind of just got to deal with it because if you don't i mean if you if you and if you don't want to deal with it they just you have, you're gonna have to deal with however they cook the food and present it. It could be a big it could be a big blob of spit in the food that they mixed in your eggs or whatever the fuck. Like because you were so rude. At the end of the day, you got to take what you're given. You at you in the mercy of their hands. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with Kevin Durant. Like he he in the mercy of he he had, he, he he's at the mercy of management and ownership. Like whatever they decide. He has no choice but to go with unless, of course, he's going to retire early or unless he's going to sit out for four years and not get paid. I mean, like. He, he got to deal with it, so, um, you know, I, I so I, I don't I don't think I don't think too much. I don't think too much of it. Um, I should not have to hear about this during the rest of the offseason, but we all know when the preseason start next month, it's all eyes going to be on KD and all this other stuff. The crazy thing is I want to see KD attitude in 12 months because if Brooklyn mess around and get to the get to the finals against whoever the West Coast team is, I, I guarantee you KD won't feel the same. The only reason why KD feel the same, feel, feel what he feel right now is because he signed to Brooklyn. He signed to Brooklyn with the expectation, with the same expectation that he had in Golden State. I'm going to sign with Brooklyn. I'm going to team up with Kyrie. We're going to create this super team. We don't really need no coach. It's a laid-back environment. And because we in the East, you know, we always going to be at the top of the East. It's the easy, it's the easy, it's an easy route to the finals. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think that's what KD was expecting. I think that's why he signed in Brooklyn. And and it, it ain't going his way. And I think that's why he that's why he's upset. I mean, what's crazy is that I, I seriously believe he he analyzed the Eastern Conference terribly. Because I can honestly sit here and say that you give me any team, I, Kill, I, I, I can give you five before. teams out the East that I, can, that I think can get to a championship next year. Killer, I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't five teams in the East that's better than Brooklyn when they fully healthy. No, nah, I mean, that's beside the point. You play who's in front of you. That's typically what it is. But I will also go on the limb and say this. We still don't know what they are fully healthy because they only played, I think him and Kyrie only played, what, a little more than 40 games total together over the last two years? 
Yeah, I, I don't know the number, but I'm gonna so, tell you right now. I, I don't, I don't know the it's number. Not a lot. It's not a lot. It's definitely killer, killer. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna and, and and you know the disdain that I have for Kevin Durant. I can't stand mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, but I'm gonna tell you right now. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons for a whole season, they are the favorite in the East. There, there is no, there is absolutely no doubt about it. They, them, them three. Ben Simmons, he garbage, he ass. But when you pair him, when you pair him up with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, oh my lord, Kyrie Irving to me plays horrible man on man defense. He can steal the ball, but he's a horrible man on man defender. You know who ain't? Ben Simmons. ben Simmons. You know what I'm saying? What you call it? Um, uh, uh, what you call it? They got Ben Simmons. He's an all around defender. He can defend the perimeter, the wing, the post, the post, the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Ben Simmons can defend everywhere. Kevin Durant can score from everywhere. Kyrie can handle the ball anywhere. Like Brooklyn, fully healthy. As much as I hate to say it, Brooklyn, fully healthy. You can't name you can't name two teams that could take Brooklyn out. Not even Milwaukee. Milwaukee got Giannis, and that's it. And we yeah, saw what and we I'm saw about, and about we about saw these teams I named. If they actually get if they get past Brooklyn and win a chip and, and get to you can see them getting to a ship. Hey, let me tell you right if now, not, if not possibly winning it. Hey, so if you so if y'all saw so if y'all Corey Killer, if y'all saw uh Brooklyn. Versus Miami, a fully healthy Brooklyn team and a fully healthy Miami team. Y'all taking Miami? No, I'll take Brooklyn. Whew. God, that's going to be a closer series. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be a close series, but I think it's going to be a closer series. That, that's going seven because, bro, Jimmy alone is going to give you two wins. Yeah, but, but Jimmy's yeah. giving you two. And giving a you two what? Bam is hard. A healthy Bam is not an easy matchup for whoever they want to throw at him on Brooklyn's roster. No, but but again, are are you taking Miami or Brooklyn? You the only person. Miami's deep, man. You the only person struggling with the choice. Yeah, because Miami has depth. I really think about it that deeply. And on top of that, bro, I just love Jimmy Butler, bro. It's a fucking dog. I'm gonna go Brooklyn in seven, but damn it, it's not gonna come down to like a last possession. It ain't coming down to no last possession. It might come down to seven games, but it ain't coming down to the last possession. Um, you, so the the clo- the only team that can that can compete with a healthy Brooklyn team is a healthy Boston team. And I'm telling you right now, Boston healthy and Brooklyn healthy. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Brooklyn like like the, it, it, I know I know Tatum got the best of Kevin Durant in the first round. Uh, you know what I'm saying this past year and everything like that. I get all that. Kevin Durant top ten all time. I can't stand him, but it is. But that's facts. Kevin Durant is top ten all time. There's no way I'm not taking Brooklyn. I ain't picking him to win a championship, but I'm picking him to go to the finals. Yeah, I. I just think the East is, it's too. The East is too stacked with to who? Right people off. No, the, the East is stacked with who? The East got Brooklyn, Boston, Miami, and Milwaukee. Who else? That ain't stacked. Philly. Oh, oh Philly, okay. I'll give you Philly. Philly. I'll give Philly. Yeah, Philly, Philly, Philly. Okay, so that's five teams, including and, Brooklyn. And that, and that was the number I said that the East that's, had. That's not. That's not five. stacked. That's not stacked though. The Dude, West is stacked. If you go one, all right. If you go one through, go one through eight. But my face just pull up NBA playoff bracket real quick because I actually made this point. 
last year when we talked, and I said, if these teams, if I list these teams and I say they won the championship, you'd be like, all right, I can see that. All right, so we can go to the West. I'm just going with the eight. I'm not going with all ten because clearly, no, nine I'm and not. 10. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not including play in. Yeah, no play in. So that on the West, it actually excludes the Clippers because they lost the play in. Well, so so wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. You're go if you're going off of last season standings. I got a problem because because the Clippers, we know this year if Paul George is healthy and uh and Kawhi is healthy, we are, know that the Clippers are gonna be there. Yeah. They're going so so you can't go by last all season right. standings. All right, as a matter of fact, matter of fact, I will use last season standings because when the playoffs started, they were the eight. I was going one through eight final standings. One no, because no, I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, after you get past that in the West, you're looking at the Pales and the Spurs. For all the talent the Pales have, they're still a year away. And they gotta have they gotta see playoff success first before I can crown them okay. anything. Okay, go ahead. Go through go through go right. through your so, so, so we got the Suns. You, if I say the Suns won the ship, would you be shocked? Yes. Okay, so it's one team off to the side. If Memphis, if I say they won the ship, would you be surprised? No. All right. The Warriors clearly would not be surprised. Us too. Yeah. The Mavericks. Yeah, they, I would be. Sh- I would be shocked. The Jazz. I would be shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets, healthy Nuggets. Healthy Nuggets with Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. I, I had. I had to include them healthy because the last two years they were missing a key. Peace due to injury. I mean, I would still I would still be shocked if they won the title. If they won the title, okay. And then from there you get to the T Wolves, would you be shocked if they won the title? Come on, of course. They they celebrate play, celebrate playoff, like like playing games. Fuck out of here. Now, so it's two teams that you say you would not be shocked if they won it from the West. And let's go to the East. Miami, would you be shocked if I said they won the ship? Yes. Boston, would you be shocked? If no, no not you. Boston. Not, not Boston. Okay, not Boston. Number three, Milwaukee. Would you be shocked? Would I, oh yeah, I would be shocked. I would, wow, if really? Milwaukee, they just won it two yeah. years ago. Yeah. And yes, I would be shocked. I, I would be shocked. Mil- Milwaukee. Milwaukee has great defense and Giannis. I'm sorry, I am still not a believer in Drew Holiday. Uh, I'm I'm not a believer in Drew Holiday. Um, uh, who's the other one? Middle, Middleton, I'm still Middleton is still an above average dude. Middleton is a borderline all star at best to me. So yes, it with if a, if a fully healthy East, if Miami is healthy, if Boston is healthy, if Philly is healthy, if Brooklyn is healthy, I am shocked if Milwaukee beats all of them. Yes, they only have Giannis. That's a, that's a heck of a guy to only have, though. That's a that's yeah. a bad. No, name. it is, it is, it is, but it is. But I'll put it to you like this: Look at what Brooklyn almost did to Milwaukee with only KD. KD was playing out of his mind in that series too. See my point? So if you so so, so, so look so look so so if you had so if you had. That Brooklyn team, when Brooklyn and Milwaukee faced a couple years ago, mm-hmm. if you had that Brooklyn team take injured Harden out and put Kyrie in, 
oh my, Milwaukee would not have won. They would the the series wouldn't have even went seven. In my opinion, in my opinion, yeah, I still wouldn't be shocked if Milwaukee came out with a win, only because I say only because I've seen this team do it before. I, it wouldn't shock me. Just like the Warriors coming from obscurity to a ship in their first playoff appearance since all the injury stuff went down. Was it surprising? Hell no. Milwaukee, Milwaukee didn't even get past Miami. Milwaukee was also missing Chris Middleton. I think you saw Chris yeah, Middleton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Middleton got hurt in the series. Because with a healthy Chris yeah. Middleton, I had like if the Bucks healthy, this past playoffs, healthy Bucks, they they go to the ship. I, I hell no. Hell no. I, yes, I have them beating Boston. In that in that series, when you're getting down to like the conference championship, literally Boston got to the finals because the teams they played were hurt. You can say the same thing about Milwaukee that year that they won the championship. Like everybody has injuries during the playoff. Like I'm not yeah, trying to hear here's, here's the deal. Typically, when you have that route, you typically come out with a dub at the end of it. The Warriors did it in 2016, where literally every single team they played was missing their fucking point guard. Look, look, I I I will say I will say this regarding the conferences. In the East. Because because what you're trying to do is you're you're trying to compare you're trying to say that because the Eastern Conference has more contenders to win the championship that it's the more stacked conference. This is what I'll tell you, and I'm looking at the conferences too. This is what I'll tell mm-hmm. you: Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Brooklyn. Do we all agree that though that they are they are contenders that you could see winning the championship do we do we agree with that do what we yes. call them what we call yes. them championship I, I, I will call i will call them championship cool. contenders okay 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 Corey, would you call them five championship contenders yeah okay for, and for the most part i would milwaukee is still kind of on the fence cuz i don't believe in chris middleton but for the sake of the argument i will call them championship contenders now let's look at the other teams in the east toronto atlanta Cleveland, Charlotte, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Pacers, Detroit, Orlando, Chicago. Can you see any of the I see those teams having struggling to make the playoffs? I know somebody got to do it, but I can't I could see all of them struggling to make the playoffs, including Chicago. And I'm a Chicago fan. Cleveland. Cleveland's on the come up. I was really impressed by this. this Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland's on the come up. Chicago, Chicago, they made it. Yeah, Cleveland's on the come up. Chicago is on the come up. Charlotte is on the come up. Atlanta is also on the come up. But like, these are like these are like teams. It's like anybody could take the six, the six seed out of them, and then the rest of them would be like bubble teams, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I can see that. But I, I still, I, I'll still say the the East. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have... wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Keller. Corey, what'd you say? I would have to put Atlanta in there just because they've shown it in back-to-back seasons, and they went. Okay. I'll put Atlanta in there. Not, not, not as not as contenders. When I'm talking about making the playoffs. You so so you would put you would put them in there as as a lock to make the playoffs. Yeah, I would Atlanta. I would yeah. Okay, so you got those. So you, so in the East, you got the five. You got the five championship contenders that we just said, and you got Atlanta. Who else is a lock to make the uh, playoffs? Chicago by by, by Chicago. By. Yeah. It's a lock, a lock. Yes, we are a lock. 
yeah. legitimately Playoffs. injuries kept Killer, us from stop. being Killer, in Killer, that conversation. Killer, Killer. Killer, stop, stop. I'm not saying. I do not want to. I do not. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. Look, I'm a Chicago fan, just like you are. You have a bias. I'm telling you right now. Chicago is for the injuries. Chicago is not a lock. I'm going to tell you why Chicago is. Make the playoffs? You seriously To make the playoffs. Us? No, Detroit. No, there's eight wins right there. Detroit, Detroit, and Indiana are fucking bottom feeders. I didn't say we was bottom feeders. I no, said we're not. Eight, a, there's eight wins right there. No, I think we're a lock. I think we're a lock for at least a play in, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because number one, you can't depend on Levine's health. Number two, you can't depend on Lonzo's health. Like when Lonzo Ball went out, everything went to shit. Do you remember that? I do, because we were number one in the fucking conference. I remember it. People were actually saying, and we, we said it together and, 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 before, and, and, the, and, and, before and, the show. We were like, we are dangerous. And, and Vooch. And Vooch is soft. Mm-hmm. So so no, we, we are not a lock to make the play. We are lock, I think we are locked to make the play in. I don't think we are locked to make to make the six seed. I think I healthy. Would. Go ahead. My bad, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no. Finish, Mike. I said, but healthy, I'm gonna tell you right now. Miami is better than Chicago, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Toronto, not Toronto, uh, uh, Miami, let me do this again, Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn, a healthy Atlanta Hawks team, those to Mm -hmm. me are the six above Chicago, which means Chicago is a lock for the play-in. You gonna you gonna bank on DeRozan to have all them hero- heroics every year? No. <laughs> Bro, Speaking I'm of someone, just, oh, go ahead, Kelly. I don't I don't know if I could throw Atlanta that far up. I have to just because I. I been, mean I'm a I, I got to see how that backcourt works together first. I really do. I'm more encouraged when you throw together a backcourt like the one they have. Especially when you got a guy who was the guy for his team for whatever the hell that was if, worth. If there had been five games left in the season, we would have failed at number eight. Let's just thank God that didn't happen. But the fact that but the fact that when healthy you saw where Chicago was, I'm not gonna cause I if we want to play the health game, then this conversation wouldn't even be happening. I'm not playing the health but, game. I'm not. But you're but you're saying that about Chicago and why you can't have us up there. Two of the three things that you said outside of Boots being a bitch was two guys in their injury histories. Yes, I'm not. And saying, we gave not, everyone else to, who has injury histories to benefit of the doubt and said when healthy. But you are trying. You are trying. When you say play the health game, what you are saying is. Everybody, everybody, every team healthy. Chicago is a lot to make the playoffs. If yes. you say, if you say that, I agree with you. Everybody's not going to be healthy. It's not going to happen. It's not. It's not. So because you cannot depend on Zach Levine's knee, and mm-hmm. because you cannot depend on Lonzo Ball's knee, mm-hmm. those are two of your main. Those are two of the big three that was created in Chicago. It was supposed. It was supposed to be. Um, it was supposed to be Zach, Lonzo, and uh, and DeRozan. Th- that was supposed to be our big three. Two of them got knee problems. 
you can't de- you you can't depend uh, on that. And so we're going to lose some games because they gonna sit out. Zach sat out like 15 games due to knee soreness or or his knee being swollen just because. Yeah, but you know what you can you know what you can depend on. The New York Knicks to blow up their team to try to land a player they so, have no business so, going for. Hold on, because we did all of this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. gonna make the po- oh, I'm gonna make the point. You ain't slipping that. You ain't slipping that. <laughs> no, because you losing right now. You losing right now, and everybody know that you losing right now. Look, well, you I ain't letting you slip out of this. Look, the East has more teams that can compete for a championship. I agree, but when you talk about locks for the playoffs. I can see Phoenix is going, Memphis is going, Golden State is going, Dallas is going, Denver is going, um, Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards, they going, the Pelicans with a healthy Zion, uh, who's supposed to be playing opening uh, opening day, healthy Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, all them, they going, the Clippers is definitely going, the Lakers, I'm telling you right now, they might not win, they not going to win the title. They might not even get to the second round, but the Lakers can get to the playoffs if they want to. Like, yo, it's way more playoff. It's way more playoff teams in the West. The West is more stacked than the East. I agree with that. Yeah. The, the, West the West is more, is more the, the West is more stacked. It is more playoff teams in the in the uh, West than it is the East. All right, so now we can go. So now we can go to you. Uh, we can go to what? Like, yeah, we can go to um. Oh, uh, Patrick Beverly responding to this Kevin Durant bullshit that you mentioned, right? Go, go mm-hmm. ahead, yo. I, I want to know what you feel about that because I got some feelings about that. Like, you know what? Pat Bev was absolutely fucking correct. Facts. Absolutely fucking correct. And honestly, this is where, when it comes down to um, the player movement era, which is what I'm calling this era of basketball, is the player movement era where now you can't even ask kids who their favorite teams are. There's no kids don't have favorite teams. Like I, I've taught, like I coach youth football. Like you can have a favorite football team. It's easy. But ask these kids who their favorite basketball team is, they'll be like, I don't have one. I like this player. You know like why that player. is? You know why that is? It is because of a lack of player loyalty to organization. Organization is typically blowing things up, i.e. our small market ball clubs, who in the past were able to hang on to their stars, but now they cannot due to the freedom of player movement and guys going to the same team. This story's been told a million times. You you think that's why it is? For the most part, yes. Okay. Okay. What's your what's or your what's your what's your reason? Yeah, my bad. I was chewing on this chewing on this candy. Um and Corey, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go after this. But so what you said, Killer, does it, it? It does contribute, but that's not the majority. The majority, the, the the reason why, like, people have favorite players in the NBA and favorite teams in the NFL is actually more simple than you think. Um, Seeing the like, face. So yeah. So because so the the NBA is more personalized because you can see the player, you can see who they are. So it's more. It's more uh, personable. It's more relative. Like you can relate to it more. When you're watching a football team, 
they have on helmets. They represent the shield. You like they represent the team. It's the it's the team that's being displayed. It's not really the player. Like you might know the player by their by their name and numbers, like on the back of the jersey and everything like that. But it's the team that's being represented as opposed to as opposed to in the NBA where it's a players league, which is why the NBA players have so much more power. Um, you know, so so it's more the NBA is more um people can relate to it more because you can see their face. Like like it's more personable, you know what I mean? Whereas the whereas the NFL, yeah, it just represents the shield. Well, I can make this quick because I both of y'all are right. I agree. Um, I didn't even think about what Pat Bev said. Like I, I, I didn't even consider, I didn't consider that perspective until he tweeted it. And I'm like, wow, like he's right. Like there's a lot of players who've kind of been held up because of this this KD thing. And it's not even necessarily all KD's fault either. Like it's mm-hmm. how all this stuff became public and teams, you know, trying to, you know, take a stance and and, and trying to posture or whatnot. So yeah, I didn't I didn't even consider that part of it. Until I saw his tweet, yeah, I agree with him. Like that's that's a messed up way to go about business on both sides, on both sides. So yeah, with yeah with the with the Pat Bev thing, um, I appreciated what he said because like Killer like Killer said at the beginning of the show, like similar to how LeBron did the decision, everybody was trying to wait on the KD domino to make moves. You know, because if if there's a team that's trying to trade for KD. They're trying to build their roster around what KD brings to the table and everything like that. And so for them to wait this long and for nothing to happen, I mean, literally like the preseason starts next month. So for, for this to happen, for this to be like happen now and for it to be have been dragged out, you know, like it is, that's fucked up. Like, like mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Um, you know, however, with the Pat Bev stuff, I just want to say Kevin Durant, he showed exactly why he is soft because pat bev tweeted out what he tweeted out kevin durant responded with hashtag blame kd and i'm sitting up there like oh you butt hurt because pat bev said what he said about your situation but it's true like yo own it like yo you you held up a lot of teams and affected a lot of people's free agency moves. A lot of people got cut and lost their goddamn job because they was the, they was trying to make salary cap space to trade for your ass. So like, yeah, blame KD. You made all mm-hmm. this noise and you had you made all this noise and you had no leverage and you did all of this just to sit here and say, okay, I'm gonna stop pouting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just keep playing with Brooklyn. Like, come on, yo. Like like. You you are weak. You are weak and you are soft. You don't even want to take uh you wanna you don't even want to take responsibility and accountability for the shit that you caused. Not to mention it wasn't like Brooklyn's future was murky. You said you want you requested a trade after Kyrie Irving already committed to Brooklyn for this year. If Kyrie Irving, if Kyrie Irving said he he still wanted out, and then you said you want out, that would have made sense. Because you signed up to play with him. But Kyrie Irving opted in when he realized he didn't know other teams wanted him and he mm-hmm. couldn't get the money that he was looking for. He opted into Brooklyn. And then when he, the day after he opted in, you requested a trade. And now you mad because 
nobody, no team that you wanted to go to on your little list can afford you because they don't have the right draft picks and because people are giving up five draft picks for Rudy Gobert. So nobody can afford you and you locked in for four years and you sat there and pouted for two and a half months just to say, never mind, I take it back, I'm going to play for Brooklyn anyway. You're like, yes, blame Kitty. I absolutely will blame mm-hmm. Kitty. Absolutely. He's a spoil. He's a spoiled brat. Like that. that like yeah. he's a, he's a spoiled brat. Great player. A lot of fucking talent. He's a spoiled ass kid. I mean, a hundred percent that. So I'm looking at the situation like, you know, these mid range players, like the guys who these teams who are trying to clear space to get him are. You can make a a playoff appearance by signing a couple of guys like a P.J. Tucker and like two other guys to really fill out your roster with the same money you were clearing out to get KD. So you're really shooting yourself in the foot, and I've always believed this, and, you know, me and Mike talking, being roommates and talking during that big free agency bubble of, um, of 2010. But looking at the moves that Chicago made. They weren't necessarily moves to get Braun as much as they were moves to be competitive beyond where we were. Because at that point, we were a first round, second round team at best. Killer, I feel at like absolute best. I feel like you are trying to bring up old. Why do you keep bringing up Chicago in goddamn 2010? Are you trying to open wounds <laughs> or something? No. <laughs> Because that was the last <laughs> really big free agency class like that. Ain't nobody. That was, Kevin, the, that was the last one. Kevin Durant ain't, ain't a free agent. I'm just saying, those guys were able to make the moves they were because it was it was done through that that avenue. Oh, because they were free agents. Mm-hmm. Now, if like I said, if LeBron would have been a year left in Cleveland. I'm sorry, like two years left in Cleveland, like the year after they lost to Orlando, had he requested a trade then, it would have affected everybody who was going to make a move. And you know who would have affected more than anybody that year? It would have affected Carmelo. His boys' money would have got trapped up because the Knicks would have been trying to make a move or a package deal of some kind to go get Braun and then wind up, quote-unquote, settling for Carmelo Anthony once they knew they weren't going to get them. So it kind of salts a lot of the relationships that the players could have with the organization because clearly when you sat into it, when you value me, and then the minute you let me go to make room for this motherfucker who now recommits to this team, now you sitting out there holding the goddamn bag like shit. I just let go. I just let go like four role players to make room for this motherfucker. How do I look now trying to go back and offer them contracts? Off the strength of that alone, I would hold the middle finger up to them and go sign somewhere somewhere the fuck else. Facts. Facts. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That that I I I didn't say I didn't say my piece about it. I just wanted to say that hey, I just wanted I just want y'all aware. I did not Mm -hmm. call Kevin Durant the B word today. I said nothing of the sort. I called him a great player, so I gave him compliments. Cause, pe- cause, pe- cause, no, 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 no. Cause, look, y'all two won't believe 
the amount of flack I get from people who be listening, who be saying I'm too hard on Kevin Durant. No, you're not. You're really not. Look, you're really not. I'll keep it a band with you. For anyone listening, imagine if this motherfucker was your son and then tell me how you feel about it. Well, goddamn, you made it way too personal. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally. Hey, Corey, get, get your boy. You, get your boy. <laughs> no, you got to look at it through that lens. Oh, gosh. Look at it through that lens. I'm so hey. much for my good media relations quest. But anyway, go ahead. Another, go ahead, Mike. Another, another day. Another day with off the sticks. All right. <laughs> all right. We, you know, all right. We, you know we were talking about teams that make bad moves. Uh, teams that held up because of moves they want to make. How about the New York Knicks? What the fuck are they trying to do? Do we gotta Get waste time? Player. Do we gotta waste time on this? Do we gotta you know waste time? I'm we gotta talk about the redeeming team. Look, look. Do we gotta look? Do we gotta waste time on the Knicks? Look, the look. The, the Knicks going. The Knicks are going to be the Knicks. They could get Donovan Mitchell, Kobe Bryant can come back to life and play for them. Like yo, the Knicks. The Knicks going Nick. That's what they going to do. The Knicks going Nick. Um, yeah, the the Knicks are a shit show. They trying to get Donovan Mitchell. They made it. Now I personally thought the trade package that they sent Utah was pretty good. They sent. They they was willing to send Utah like. Obi Toppin, um, they was going to say, yeah, Obi Toppin quickly and like five draft picks for Donovan Mitchell. I thought that would was a good deal, especially when you know you're not going to be able to keep the player. Uh, yeah, like 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 yo, especially when yeah, you got to rebuild. You got all of them draft picks, the draft picks from from trading Rudy Gobert. And you about to trade Donovan Mitchell and get all the draft picks? Hey, and you keep a couple of guys who are going to be role players on that team regardless? That works out. The problem, the problem is the Jazz want a piece to build around. You can't build around top and you can't build around quickly. And they and, and the and they draft, want they want R.J. Barrett. Which I don't blame them. It's like if I'm a, if I'm gonna give you Donovan Mitchell, you got to give me a dude I can build around for the future. So I get what they're trying to do. However, that was a good that was look that I thought that was a good ass trade proposal personally. I mean, who else can offer them what they are looking for? I don't and, know. And I have no position? idea because there's no other teams that I would say would separate with the pieces they have to get have, Donovan Mitchell right now. I, I, I don't. See that happening? I have like, no idea. Like who has a who has a good enough number two to get rid of to keep their ace and get Donovan Mitchell? I don't and, know, and, and then finish low enough at a certain season to have any of those five draft picks mean any damn thing. Hey Corey, am, Corey, am I tripping or was that like was that a bomb? Was that a bomb ass proposal? No, I thought it was a good proposal. And, like, I don't blame – like, I, I, I understand what the Knicks are doing. And, personally, I don't blame them. Like, you need – they need somebody. Like, I know they got good young talent, but they could sure use a guy like a Donovan Mitchell and just – I think that would breathe, breathe fresh life into that organization. It might be short-lived, but I think it would breathe fresh life into that organization. And, shoot, it might make that organization become more, more of an attractive – trade destination or, or free agent destination in the future so i don't i don't mind it i i get what they're trying to do um 
because as presently constructed, you no, know, it's kind of like Mike said, they're the Knicks, so it's like you can only expect so much. But like, I don't mind them swinging for this. Like, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind. Like, I thought the trade package was was a very good one. So yeah, I don't. Actually, I don't mind the move. I don't mind the move as long as it sets up moves in the future. So, I, I do mind. Well, I let me take it back. I don't mind because it's the Knicks, and I fucking hate the Knicks. Like, like I hate the Knicks. So I don't mind if the Knicks do this. I'm gonna tell you what though. They gonna sell. They gonna sit. They gonna give away a whole lot because I'm reading the story right now. Uh, that just posted a minute ago. It said the Knicks are open to a R.J. Barrett trade with Utah for Donovan Mitchell. That might be the that that might be the thing to swing it. That just happened like just now. That might be the thing to swing it. But I'm gonna tell you right now. They're gonna give up all of this to get Donovan Mitchell, and they not gonna win no championship. They're not gonna sniff the playoffs either. No, 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 no. They go. They gonna get to the playoffs. They go, oh, they gonna get top eight. They gonna get top eight. They gonna get Wait, top eight. Donovan you know, Mitchell's good enough to get them top eight. Donovan by Mitchell himself because who else? Who else? Knicks got? They already got rid of um what you call it, um Duran. They got rid of him. Well, the the, the Knicks would still have Who's the Knicks. Good? The Knicks would still have Quentin Grimes, that who they drafted last year. He was a rookie last year. That's why they're okay. That that's that's why they're open to the R.J. Barrett trade because uh. Tibbs likes um, Quentin Grimes because he he's a he's a better he defender. He does a better mm-hmm. defender than RJ Barrett. Yeah, we both now, know Tibbs now, offense. Now I would take RJ Barrett over Quentin over Quentin Grimes. I mm-hmm. would personally, but apparently Tibbs is good with it. Um, now it it could make the Knicks a free agent destination, but Corey, I'm gonna tell you something. If Carmelo couldn't make them a free agent destination, I don't think Donovan Mitchell gonna be able to. Nah. That's true. I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about Melo. The the the, yeah, the, the, yeah. Be, the the biggest the biggest free agent that the Knicks had after after the Melo was Amari Stoudemire, and we see how that turned out. Also, I forgot who owns the team, James Dolan. So that James Dolan. Itself, like now, so, we, so, yeah. we can say Knicks gonna Nick, but I Nick, think Nick, Dolan's, Dolan's gonna Dolan, bro. Oh yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, yeah. James Dolan, Jim Dolan, whatever the fuck his name is, he is the Dan Snyder of the NBA. Mm. Yeah. He's the and worst. He's the worst. You know what? Oddly enough, I now, no, 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 let me, Knicks let me, moves let me, worked out way better than Washington's moves. Let me clear that up. I am not saying that James Dolan be out here doing like <laughs> rapey type rapey type shit with women. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying just how Dan Snyder is the worst owner in football. James Dolan is the worst owner in basketball. That is all that I'm saying. I want to clear that up before anybody say that I accuse somebody of something. I ain't do that. Now I'll be honest with you, that's one hell of a bridge to connect to sit there and say that because these two people manage the same way that this guy suddenly wants to touch on people who say no. Hey, so I'm just I'm just clearing it up. I'm just clearing it up so there's no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I, I get it because you know some people are stupid. Yeah. All right. But um <laughs> I totally get it. And you know something else I'm I'm kind of looking forward to, bro? I'm looking forward to watching this Redeem Team documentary on Netflix. Um, I'm really kind of really looking forward to it. And a part of that is because of how bad 2004 was. Good God, 04 was horrible. And 8. And 8. Mm. Yeah, the eight, 2012 eight. team, 8 was bad. Eight. 
eight, eight, I think, hey, Corey, I think eight, Corey, eight was the worst. Remind, yeah, eight was eight was the worst. I think did we get bronze in eight or did we not? Yeah, even we got bronze in eight. Or did we, we not even place in two thousand eight? No, we got bronze in eight. America. No, 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 no. We won two thousand eight. No, because we we beat no, Spain. We, no, yeah, we beat Spain. You're right. Two thousand eight. It was um. It was uh. Was it was it the it wasn't the the two thousand eight was the Olympics, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, was it two thousand seven? Where we was playing in the FIBA games and we didn't win nothing. I don't think it was. It was. It was one of those years. Um, oh no, no, it was. Oh eight was the redeem team. I had it right. Oh eight was the redeem team. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Time out, time out. Yeah. Oh, oh eight was the redeem team. That was that was the team. That was the team. That was Kobe's last team because like after that, um, it started with like the mellow, like all of the mellow stuff. Like mellow was like the leader yeah. of the um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kobe was captain that year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, for, but it was one year where like we didn't place at all. No, it was no, it was it, it was bronze in 04. It was we 04? Won. Yeah, okay, we, okay. we won bronze okay. in 04. That was the lowest okay. we ever had. Okay. I think we finished silver one year, but I think we both know what year I'm talking about. All of us know what year I'm talking about. The Soviet yeah. Union year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at this 04 roster, bro. And I got AI, Marbury, Wade, Boozer, Melo, Braun, Emeka, Okafor, Sean Marion, Amara Stoudemire, Tim Duncan was the captain, Lamar Odom, Richard Jefferson. That's what we hit the floor with. That was the bronze. That was the bronze team. Now, keep this in mind. There was how many uh, rookies on that team? Wade, Melo, Bosch. No, not Bosch. Um, Braun. I mean, that's it. After you get past AI, Duncan. I don't think Mars Thotemire was really ever good enough to be uh, on the Olympic team, but he was there. I just don't see that. Like that team, I, I was, I, it, I wasn't shocked that they didn't win. Like gold. Spain was way better in 04. But this 08 yeah. team, I'm I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. Seeing um, kind of what this was. That was like Chris Paul was on that team. Like, it was like so that, that team was just it, the team was different. Yeah, Boozer, yeah. Kid, LeBron, Deron Williams, Michael, a healthy Michael Red, who was the worst player on that team outside of Tayshawn Prince. Then you had Wade, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, Tayshaun Prince, Carmelo. Hey, look. I'm this ain't you, even the same damn team. I'm a, hey, I'm going to tell you, though. Hey, Tayshaun, Tayshaun Prince, hey, he lock your ass down, though. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not saying that he want that dude. I'm saying, but compared to everyone else on this list, it's clear who the bottom three were. It was Tayshaun Prince, Carlos Boozer. Actually... Yeah, at that point, I put Carlos Boozer and um, Michael Red because Deron Williams, 08, Deron Williams? Deron Williams, Darren Williams was nice. In 08, we're talking, we're talking Utah him. <laughs> Bro was, him and Boozer was killing shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Nah, it, it's going to be an in- interesting documentary because, uh, yeah, now, now that I'm thinking about it, um, right, 2008, um, hey Corey, you remember at Winston when um they was running low on housing, and so 
they um and so they had students um posted up in like these luxury hotels it like in the city i was yeah, in wingate yeah wingate wingate i was in wingate um yep. yeah i was in wingate and so i remember that like i was following the redeem team like on my phone because like the internet the internet on the phone was like some new shit and so like i remember i was like following the redeem team on my phone trying to like figure out did we win blah 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 like because you just remember how bad 04 was like 04 was horrible but when you but when you think about it 04 was horrible for the nba like we had like it, it was it was like lebron was in his second year um in nice. first year or his first year nah, he, he got he got drafted, drafted. Three. Yeah, three. so it was his first it was right after his first year right 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 that 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 usa that usa olympic team was right after his rookie year so like it, it was like like the, was the late out the lakers wasn't wasn't didn't win like wasn't winning a championship they, they had just nah. got done they had just got done yeah. in 2003 they just mm-hmm. got done in 2003 in the Pistons, yeah, one in 04. 04. They got beat. Yeah, yeah they, they, they got beat by the Pistons that year. Yeah. No, no. Yes, they Killa, did. Killa, the summer, the summer of, oh, oh, yeah, the summer of 04. Yes, you're right. The summer of 04. The Pistons beat the Lakers. Um, wasn't that like? Wasn't that, was that like? Year, that was the year the Lakers went and got Gary Payton. And yeah, Carl, Carl Malone. Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and that's the, what I mean. It was. It, it Pistons was like, made the move mid-season to go get yeah, him. It was like uh, a. The one that beat his girlfriend went to Central. What? Uh, she Wallace. There we go. Oh, um, but yeah, it, like 2004 was just a weird basketball year. Like, so like when 2008. So when, when 2000. too. I forgot about that year. That, yeah. that was a good year for NBA Live. For NBA Live. For NBA Live. The NBA Live was dope as shit that year. Y'all remember Live before? Live before was good. It, but that's nah, gameplay. It'll be a good documentary. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I, I tell you what, like I ain't, I ain't like Kobe. I ain't like Kobe. Like when he was like playing with the Lakers and everything. But you know, after his tragic death and everything, it'll be good to see just footage of him just being alive. I tell you that, like, you yeah. know, what I'm saying so. So, so it, it, it'll be that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, because I hope it's good. I think I think it'll be good too. I know uh, LeBron and D Wade they're producing it or whatever, but I think it'll be good. I hope. I hope we get like some cool insight, like practice. Like that's one. That's one of the reasons why I like the 1992 Dream Team documentary they did, where you got to see yeah. the intense practice footage of Mike with Magic going at it and all this stuff. Like, I hope we can see some stuff like that. Probably not as intense, yeah. but just yeah. like in- stuff like that. That that's cool to see. Some cool footage to see. Yeah, yeah. and and for me, look, I don't mean to take no shots, but y'all know how I feel. Y'all know how I feel. It'll be good to see. Like basketball and, and I, I I I am happy anytime I see a group of NBA stars winning and Kevin Durant's not a part of the picture. I, I'm just <laughs> oh I'm just God. I'm just happy. I'm just happy when I'm just happy when <laughs> people are winning and Kevin Durant is not in the picture. I'm just happy. Like, Lord have mercy, bro. Killer. Killer, change, chiller. Next topic, killer. What's the next topic? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying. Do that. Yo, we're off of basketball. Let's put basketball. Kick oh my the God. We're off of basketball. All right, yo. Football. Let's, let's, I, let's, let's, let's and, I, 
Yep, so I was cool. looking. Look, look, look. I was looking at it. I knew that's where he was gonna go. Corey, I'm about to listen to Killer say this wild ass shit. Go ahead. Go ahead with your. Go okay. ahead with week two. Go ahead. Right. Watch Corey. So Corey. I, I watched. To... I watched the week two games. And in week two, typically your first units are on the field for about a half, maybe a quarter and a half to a half. Especially since it's only three games. You know, dress rehearsal. The big game is the third one. So just kind of looking at. What I saw, and it was certain players, I'm like, if they use him right, I like that guy. I like that guy. I really like this guy. I'll be honest with you. Corey, stop. I see, Corey, killer, I stop, killer, stop bullshitting and say what you said. Three things I took away. One, the Titans need to start Willis. Don't nobody care about no damn Titans. Say what just you saying, said earlier. Just saying, just I will get there, bruh. Number two, I told y'all, one of them, when the draft rolled around, I told y'all my Steelers was going to be all right with Kenny Pickett, and he's looking freaking outstanding. Y'all going to be all right. That's actually where I was going to go. Y'all going to be all right at seven and ten. We are definitely finishing above 500. Go go ahead, get to the other point. I I don't care about the Steelers. Go get to the other point. I actually watched the Cowboy Charger game. And I've been watching this particular player, and Mike, you should have been watching him too, since though he comes from your team's conference. Cavante Turpin. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I love this kid. You okay? I love him because what he's what he does for you all is the same thing that Deontay Johnson did for us before he broke. He moved the ball at least for a a play off of Antonio Brown. It's the same thing that he's doing right now for CD because he was basically your kick guy. You don't need your stud receiver as your kick guy, even if he's fucking great at it. Hey, Corey, Corey, do you want to rip him? Do you want to rip him or you want me to rip him? No, you go ahead, man. No, you got it. Are you sure? No, are you sure you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm sure because, yeah, because, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, go ahead. You got it. You're kind of at all, aren't you? I'm like, like they they've hurt me so bad. It's like I don't even want to put no stock into anything we've done this preseason. Like, oh, it's okay. like you where, you where I am. You don't even want to talk about us. Yeah. No, because like I I need to I need to see it. I I, I need to, I, they January. need to show it to me. Yeah, like that's where I'm at with this Cowboys. Okay. So. Okay. 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 No, 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 no. I was just talking the player. Killer, the team. Killer, you said, you said, and I, let me. You know what? Don't say nothing. Put put yourself on mute. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. I want you to. I want you to understand how ridiculous you sounded. You said Cavante Turpin will be special. That is all. Corey said too early to say. You said I like what I see. He could free up that responsibility from CD. Kick returning, punt returning. Killer, killer. That's what that was a responsibility killer. I was talking killer. about. Killer, killer, killer. Time out. CD's responsibility was never kick returning. He has returned in his career twelve total kicks, punts and kicks combined. He's only returned twelve. That's number one. Number two. Number two. You basing this off of what? A preseason game in week two? Not just the preseason game. 
well, what has he done in the receiver slot? Let me know. No, I'm not talking receiver. Nothing about what I saw out of him had anything to do with wide receiver. You guys are deep enough there as is. You said you said free I said, I up like that responsibility from seeing as far as having your most electric guy being kick and punt and then still getting what you got from him in Oh, so 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 you meant that he could free up that responsibility from Tony Pollard, not CD. Yeah, even even then, you said CD did return, but what it does, it gives you the same thunder just on that one particular play. Because that's actually something that a lot of teams, I believe, should value more than certain things that they do value. Okay, well now, well now I'm not going to rip you, and I'm going to give you a little bit of grace because you thought CD's responsibility was returning punts, and it's not. That was mm-hmm. Tony. That's Tony Pollard's job. So. Um, or it was his job. So, yes, I agree with you that he could free up Tony Pollard, the responsibility of returning kicks from Tony Pollard. I agree with that. Um, so I'm not going to re- – I'm going to give you a little grace because I, when you said free up that responsibility from CD, I yeah, was sitting here I was sitting here, I was sitting here like – You know how I, I feel about CD. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I know you did not just say Kevontae Turpin could be the number two receiver. I was, I was, I, 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 Corey, Free Corey, absolute Corey. best. Like Corey, I knew what Killer was talking type. about. I knew what Killer was talking I was about prepared to win yeah, because he was, he wasn't even like a stud receiver when he was at um TCU. He wasn't he even was, that guy. He was not, not as far as that. Like when I watched his tape, he was at a stud receiver. receiver. He was a stud receiver in the USFL. He was the yeah, MVP like, of the USFL. Like, like I said, when I watched his tape at TCU, I didn't see that guy outside of him returning kicks. No, ba- based on look, look, time on, time on. no, 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 need that. That's yeah, but no, we're we're good, we're good now. Based on what you said, you were talking about returning kicks specifically. I agree with that. I agree with okay. that. Okay, so yeah. we're good. Okay. Yeah. So now, can I get to the actual NFL topic since you don't now have to rip me a new asshole? Oh yeah, because because you knew it was coming. You knew it was you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You knew it was yeah. coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Now, how about oh, yeah. uh, you want to talk about ineffective? How about Chase Young? Hey, don't hey hey Chase hey. Uh, he was physically unable to perform for the last season and a half. Hey, Ch- Ch- Chase Young. No, 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 no. Chase Chase Young. He played. He played like five. He games played last football year. last year. That's the best I can say. He played for yeah, he played football. But for, for him to get as much praise and adoration as he does, you would think he was putting up Miles Garrett type of productivity. You seriously would think that. I agree with that. He I, I agree that he's a little overrated right now, but hey, don't hey, but don't let don't Michael let that man, a little? No, nah, Chase Young's a little overrated. A little? Just a little. A little. A little. <laughs> for Do you where remember, they hey, have hey. him, for hey, where look. people exalt him to. You and, and for him not to really play with another like monster like that, like on that level. Typically, if you're the guy and you know you're gonna see at least two bodies on every pass rush, and you're supposed to be that guy, I'm expecting JJ Watt kind of stuff from you. I'm expecting Miles Garrett kind of stuff from you. All right, Corey, go because ahead, there's no one that plays on the other side of you that's gonna free that up for you. They're going to have to commit to, and you're clearly not able to beat that. So how special are you really? I see Flash as a greatness from from what I watched him play. Like, he's a – the way he plays, the subtleties, it's like, okay. Like, like injury, like injury aside, right? 
like you watch him, he's like, okay, he's. I'm not going to put him like in the same category as like a Miles Garrett type of guy, but you say, okay, yeah, he's he's worthy of being of being that dude. You know what I mean? At least that's the way I felt because he gave a lot of teams a lot of problems when he did play. Um, and so I'm excited to see to see him get back. As funny as he played Shit, in the I'm division. Not. I know, but like I, I, I like I like to see I want to see great player or potential great players reach their reach, reach their potential or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, let, like let, let do that somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like Chase Young. I like I like him a lot. Very gifted, very gifted, very gifted. So, player. okay, so I'm gonna tell you right now. In 24 games, this man has nine sacks six forced fumbles and has recovered three fumbles. I will take that in 24 games, anytime, anywhere, any place. The problem with Chase Young has nothing to do with talent. Nothing. The problem with Chase Young is he only knows one move and that is a bull rush. And the reason why he only knows that one move is because when he was at Ohio state and he was dominating, he was always stronger and had a faster motor than every other offensive lineman that he lined up against. This mm-hmm. is the league. This is the league. Dudes is, these dudes is more physical. Dudes is bigger, faster, stronger. Like he, he had a horrible sophomore, had a horrible sophomore year. Um, got hurt you know what i'm saying so i am not ready to say that he is i'm not i'm not ready to say that he's um completely mm-hmm. overrated or whatever but no i'm not um, either i'm not yeah i'm not ready i'm not ready to say that he's completely overrated because in 24 games nine sacks six forced fumbles three fumble recoveries and here's the thing pressures aren't really recorded. I said nothing about his pressures. Like the dude can get like like hey the dude is an animal. The dude can be Miles Garrett. He just need to he just need to do learn more than a bull rush. Yeah. Now I teach pass rushing to a football team. You got seven moves you can make and you mean to sit here and tell me that my eight 10, 12, and 13-year-olds are at a spot now where they can already do two to three, but you a no, grown-ass football no. player and the one that you've mastered is just bull. No, there's, no that's not what I'm saying. Please let me finish. There, there gets to be a point where when I look at the talent that you will be compared to, if you're supposed to be this top-flight talent, you are going to be compared to other top-flight talent. You're going to be compared to other pass rushers like a Khalil, Matt, TJ Watt, the Bosa brothers, Miles Garrett, Cameron Jordan, Demarcus Lawrence. When I see these say these guys' names, you're like, they have a move set. They have a move set. They have a move set. I think out of all these guys I named, the only one whose move set is not as deep is Cameron Jordan's. And that's because he's basically a fast ass D tackle. Given by his, his sheer size. To answer, to answer your but question. But it'd be 100% with you right now. If I had my choice between Shaquille Barrett or Chase Young, I'm taking Shaquille Barrett. To answer your question, 
just be uh, your your thirteen year olds that you be teaching football to. You saying that they know how to they know how to spin. They know how to spin off the line. They know how to swim. They know how to dip their shoulder and get under the off the offensive tackle. They know how to. You saying that they know how to they, do they all, know how to rip. They, they know how to do. They know how to do all. Look, look. Okay, okay. So they know how to do all seven of these moves. They know how to do all seven of these moves with other little kids. When when your when your kids that you teaching these moves to, the older the older they get, when they when when they come up against a when they come up against these other football players, let's say, let's say like when your kids get to high school and they play in varsity football, if they bigger, if they bigger than like, than, than, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the, his teammates on the line. And if they bigger than the offensive tackles and in, in the, in the, in the um, guards and everything like that, if they bigger than them, they going to have one move. That's their go-to because that is the move that they like to do and they can get away with it every time that they do it. That is what Chase. That is what Chase Young. That is what. That's the problem with Chase Young. His whole football life, he's probably always been the fastest, the strongest, and so he knows how to spin. He knows how to swim and all of that other stuff. But his second nature move, the move that is his go-to, is that bull rush because that's that's what he's he was successful with for so long, and so that's what he was sticking to. Well, now you go to the NFL. Everybody's everybody's just as big or bigger. Everybody's just as strong or stronger. And you have to go back to your fundamentals in swimming and spinning and ripping and dipping the shoulder. You got to do all of those things. That wasn't your go to move. It wasn't second nature like your bull rush. And so it's going to require it's going to require some practice. It's going to require more reps so that those other moves become second nature. That's the problem with Chase Young. It's not that he can't do it. It's just that though his go-to move, his habit, tells him to bull rush. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, you know, going back to habits, even after long training sessions, sometimes bad habits are hard to break. I mean, yeah, they don't become habits for a reason. So I do understand that. But there still becomes a point. It's the same deal like with you know what? He is starting to be like he's starting to come something to having a lack of a skill set. If he doesn't begin to show that he can do more than that one move, he's gonna wind up Ben Simmonsing Ben Simmonsing himself. No, 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 that's not true. Because you that's, ha- not, he, that's not true. As a pass rusher, you have to have a bag at least. Like, that's not don't true. Make it, you don't want to make it easier on the old lineman. You're making it easier on the K- old lineman. Killer. If I know, if I Killer. know the one thing that you're gonna go for is bull rush, all I'm gonna do I'm gonna stick my chest out, have my hands tight, and I'm gonna just take that hit when it comes. K- Killer, that's not that's not true. That's not true. And the reason why it's not true is because now I agree he he should have a full bag of moves. Like I'm I'm not saying that, but the reason why I'm saying that he going like. Pretty much oust himself from the league or whatever. I never say that. But no, you say he's gonna Ben Simmons himself. No, he didn't oust himself from the league. I'm just saying, as far as not expanding upon the talent that he has, like yeah, Ben Simmons right, right, never no. bothered to learn how to shoot. And apparently, whatever work that um, that Chase Young is doing is not enough. 
because he until, still has listen, he, listen. He's, about, he, he's legit. He's legit. Really close to a Stephen A. quote that me and you love so much. He doesn't have two moves that he can <laughs> he can go back and do repeatedly. Look, it's getting to that point. It, if it's if it's I agree I agree. Well, no, I don't think he, I don't think it's getting to that point. I just think he has to work on his other moves. I'm not saying that he can't do it. Do it. I don't think anybody is saying that he can't do it. Um, what I am saying is, Eve, if he learn if he has that one move in his bag, and he learns to be a, the only reason why we're criticizing it is because last year he had a bad year. It worked his rookie year. If it worked again last year, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Do you notice nobody ever talks about Dwight Freeney and how Dwight Freeney had no moves? Dwight Freeney had one move, which was a spin move. That was it. That was it. He only had a spin move. He didn't He didn't bull rush you. He didn't rip you. He didn't swim you. He didn't do none of that other stuff. He did a spin move, but he was so elite at that spin move, he didn't need another move. So if Chase Young, if Chase Young is working on that bull rush and he works on that bull rush to the point where it's so elite. He don't, he, he can, so he can, he can have a great career like that. I am not saying that he should not work on his other moves. I'm just saying just because he had a bad year last year that ended in injury, it's too early to give up on what he can be. That is all yeah. that I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that by any moves, he's going to be a scrub, but you don't get left behind. Not in this class of I was just saying I agree with that. And like I said, I've seen like I said, I've seen flashes from him to make me not want to say, okay, like well, a, a down year plus injury. Like that's not gonna deter me from yeah. saying whatever. Now he comes back this year and it's kind of more the same, then I'm like, okay, now you really got to right. you know, you got right. to hone in, you know. But yeah. But now I'm I am i am still a believer. Yeah. Now. Um now I, I now I do hope he has a year like last year. I don't want him to figure out nothing until he leaves Washington. <laughs> I don't want him to figure out nothing. Yeah, and that I can completely understand because I'm going to be dealing with Miles Garrett until the Browns realize that they can't hold on to talent either. Now, um, shit, they locked him up though. Yeah, they did. That was smart. That was. Hey, Kelly, hey, we still talking about football? Yes, we are. All right, real quick before we go, mm-hmm. tell me, like, tell me, give me your brief assessments on Kenny Pickett because I like him. I like what I've seen from him. Yeah, with Kenny Pickett, I liked him his junior year at um, Pitt when I, when I just saw him go out there and not give a fuck against Wake Forest, and then the following week against Carolina, I watched both of those games and was like, his defense was non-existent. Like, if he didn't throw five or six touchdowns, it just wasn't gonna happen. So knowing that he had that kind of talent, I was like, I really like this guy. Now, looking at his drives, I don't think he's had a three and out yet. That's the most impressive stat to me. He is yet to have a three and out. So knowing that at any situation, if you don't have a three and out, and typically average starting field positions with the 25-yard line, that means we're playing a field position game way better than we would have last year. That, this is the reason why we're looking at Kenny Pickett, how he sets up the offense. And not only that, there's an electricity in the offense that's been missing for the last two years. And he brings it. There's something about a guy that if the city's galvanized by it, like Pittsburgh is one of those football cities that when they're galvanized, sweet Jesus is a hard place to play. It's just like going to Lambeau in fucking February or January 
or going to Arrowhead for a playoff game. Like it's one of those situations where if the crowd's that if, if the play if the quarterback play can be that electric, the crowd's gonna go nuts. And then, then from there you can see the team kind of rise. I see our offense rising with him. And not just that, but um wide receiver George Pickens. I believe his name is George Pickens. Him and Kenny Pickett are gonna make beautiful music together in Pittsburgh. Pickett to Pickens. Exactly. Pickett to Pickens. And you're gonna hear it a lot. I'm really loving what that kid brings to. Like this draft class that Pittsburgh had, in combination with the one we had the previous year with Fryermuth, I think offensively and Anasha Harris, I think offensively Pittsburgh is gonna be better than we were last year. I I like the two-minute drive he put together. Uh, that last game, that was very impressive. The thing with me, and this is he my... He did it twice. He did yeah, it twice. That's, that's true. He had the game-winning drive in week one. That's true. My biggest pet peeve or my biggest negative on any quarterback is hand size. Like, I'm, I'm biased against small hands. Like, if you got to yeah. wear a glove, I'm automatically out. But I will say, I've been impressed with... His accuracy, the way the where he puts the ball, the the poise that he plays with. Like I'm like, okay, like I'm kinda I think I'm in okay. Like, I think obviously I don't think I'm breaking any news. Like he's definitely your best chance to do anything successfully this season. Um mm-hmm. over um Trubisky. Over Trubisky. Yeah. And honestly, I've been impressed with Trubisky's play too. He hasn't played outside of himself, and that's really what he needed. And on top of that, I mean, Chicago is by far the worst place to play if you're a quarterback. Well, here's the question. Have have you seen Trubisky throw to his left yet in Pittsburgh? I don't think I have. That's, 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 that's. And that's a problem. That's That's Mitchell. (laughs) Trubisky can't throw, can't throw to his left. But anyway, that's, anyway, that's my whole thing to say. I like, I like what I've seen so far. Kenny Pickett. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I like, I like what I saw in Kenny Pickett. Um, like I said, this team, I know Mike has us at seven and 10. I seriously have us nine and eight. Like I just don't think that with Tomlin is not gonna let us finish under five hundred. There's something in the water with him. It's something that he's like, I don't care what you say. My win percentage for a season will not have a four to start. It's gonna be five or better. Mm-hmm. And I, I just believe that's that's where it sits with him. That's really where it is. And if, if there's any year where it's acceptable, it is this year. If there's any year where it's acceptable, it's this one. But um, looking at what we've done, I, I seriously believe Pittsburgh can be there. And on top of that, I think both of our games against Cleveland are in the first 11 weeks. But I'll double-check that because if that's the case, we got two wins coming against them. Um. Yeah. Malik Willis, the best quarterback in that draft. That's all I care about. Malik Malik Willis is the best quarterback in that draft. That that man that man is unfucking believable. Um, and Ryan Tannehill should be nowhere near the starting quarterback picture. Yeah, uh, um, don't know about best QB in the draft. We'll see. Uh, no, Malik Malik Willis with what he can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he, he can get up the pocket and, and do his thing too. I said I, I wanted Pickett coming out 
off the rip, even over even. Hey, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Pickett, I don't think Pickett is a bad QB. You know what my problem with, with you know what my problem with Pickett is, in any in any other quarterback class, he wouldn't be heralded as that guy. In any other quarterback class, Pickett would have been a third round pick. He would have been third round pick. Even that god awful what what year was that? Twenty eighteen? What what was the Baker year? Well, I don't know when the Baker year uh, was. Was it twenty eighteen? I think it was eighteen. Twenty eighteen? Uh I can check. I can yeah, check. it was eighteen. It was eighteen. It was eighteen because I always oh, now when I when I play see, on Madden, I always go for the quarterback who's been in for see, Killer. Mm-hmm. When, whenever you ask me questions like this and we compare, you always give me, you be like, no, no, no. But it's like, you don't be thinking about, you don't be putting yourself back in 2018. Like, you be thinking about Baker Mayfield after you already seen him. Oh, no, no, so, no. I, I, so, I have no ill, so, Ill, Ill feelings toward Baker. I so, seriously thought so, the Browns were crazy for trying to move so, off of him. So, look. We all agree Baker Mayfield. We like even when he was in in the draft, we knew Baker Mayfield was not the best QB in the draft. We all knew that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't want him as a one overall. Hell no. It, it was. Oh, it, it was. It was supposed to be Sam Darnold that went yeah. number one. Yeah. And then after Darnold, I would have went Josh Allen. So so okay. So look, here's a game that that we can play before we get off the NFL. Here's a game. Okay. Both of y'all. I want y'all to put yourselves back into the year 2018. Y'all have not seen these quarterbacks play. All right. Mm-hmm. Y'all haven't seen them play. Mm-hmm. Um, hold up. Does that include Josh Rosen? Because technically we still haven't seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to compare Kenny Pickett now because we haven't seen him play in the regular season game compared mm-hmm. to our thoughts about these players in 2018. We got it? Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Would we would we have taken Baker Mayfield over Kenny Pickett? Yes. Y- yes. Yeah. Would we have taken Sam Darnold over Kenny Pickett? Yes. Yes. Would we have taken Josh Allen over Kenny Pickett? Yes. 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 Now, Josh Rosen was a disappointment. I agree. But coming out, I thought he was I thought he was gonna be okay. Right. So would you have taken Josh Rosen over Kenny Pickett? I honestly would have them rated around the same point. Oh, but you, oh you're you tripping. Have went, you couldn't have went you're, too wrong. You're tripping because you, you the quarterback. Too wrong. Yeah, you're wilding because the quarterback after Josh Rosen was Lamar Jackson, and I would have taken Lamar Jackson over Kenny Pickett. Oh, I would have took Lamar, too, because I actually watched Lamar tear up my damn Seminoles for three seasons. So, yeah. Um, Hold on. Hold on. After Lamar Jackson, to me, is where Kenny Pickett would have, it would have been at, around after Lamar Jackson. So that makes him, so what, the second round. The sixth, no, 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 no. That makes I don't, know, I don't, yeah, I don't know what round. I, I was being facetious when I said a third round pick, but it would make him like the sixth, like the sixth best quarterback in that whole draft. However, in this draft, in this draft, he was the first, he was the best quarterback. The, my, I don't, I don't think Kenny Pickett is going to be, I, I, for y'all's sake, I hope he's not a bad player. I don't think he's going to be a, bum. I don't think he's going to be a bad player. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he'll be I don't great, think, but I don't think he'll be bad. I think he's going to be like, between between Maddox and Roethlisberger. He's going to fall right there. And so, so I, I'm saying I don't think he's going to be a bad player. But the the problem that I have with Kenny Pickett is that everybody regarded him as the best quarterback in this draft, and that's not saying a whole lot. The only reason why Malik Willis was not regarded as the best quarterback in the class was because he went to Liberty, and ain't nobody seen Liberty games. That's my only knock on Kenny Pickett. Yeah. My knock is those small hands, but, you know, I'm biased. <laughs> Corey, Corey, yeah. man, look, look, as long as he can hold a football, as long as he can hold a football, hey, that's Listen, all that matters. Man. Listen, I, in a perfect I, world. My QB like is hands, big Ben hands big, big in the mug, and he fumbled the ball more than most running backs. So that's true. I, I ain't <laughs> trying to talk. I ain't trying to talk about no grown man hands. So. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen. When you when you throwing around the pigskin and like inclement weather, hand size matters. Hey, and that, shit. And I, 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 that's I, why I we got Najee Harris, so we don't have to I'll, do that. So. I will say this. This is why I did. This is the one thing, one of the things I did love about Dak Prescott coming out of the 2016 draft. Dak Prescott had the biggest hand in that, had ten inch hands. Like Corey, Corey, stop yeah. it. You ain't want Dak Prescott. I did. You no, I didn't, say I, I didn't say I wanted him. I said that was one of the positive traits I liked about Dak. He got those 10 inch hands. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with Hey, yo, hey, yo. Hey, yo, Mike, oh, this is, bro, this is the most excited that Corey has been listen, on the Listen, because let me tell Listen. <laughs> Like I can't, that is that is my biggest bias. Like because we all got biases, right? That is yeah. my biggest bias of a quarterback. If you got small hands, like if you got like nine inches and below, I'm out, bro. I'm out. Like I can, like I can, I can, I can, I can, I can I'm okay with like nine and a half, nine to quarter. I'll set. I'm cool. But nine and below, bro. I don't, I don't want you. you, got, hey, you got, so, you, hey, so look, hey, so look, God. hey, Corey, Corey, it's, it's, too easy. Corey. it's too easy, and I'm not gonna hey, do it. It's too hey, easy, Corey, and hold I'm up, hold up, hold up. So, Corey, me and you, hey, we gotta go to a Cowboys game <laughs> in Dallas, and I'm be like, hey, you seen Will? You seen Will Greer? Hey, he throwing the ball nice. Corey responds, hey, what size his hands, dog? <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, listen. It's real, bro. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the be all end all, but I'm saying, I'm saying it's something that I, I pay attention to, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got, no, nah, I don't need you fumbling wasn't the it, ball. Wasn't it a big deal? Um, was it? No, 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 not called Pepper. Was it Stafford when Stafford was coming out? Was the knock on him about his hands? I feel like the knock on Stafford was about his hands too. I think it was. I, I don't even remember. I can't. Remember. Um, but it was. It was also somebody recent. Um, oh, it was. It was no. It was Baker. They was talking. It was Baker. They was talking about Baker's hand size. Really, I could have sworn. Hold on, let me. I they, they was. They was talking about Baker Mayfield's hand size. Um, because because they were debating if he was if he would be a top five pick. Not nine nine and a quarter. Uh, no, I'm okay. Yeah. Taysom Hill has the smallest hands. You'd hate him, bro. What's his eight and three? Eight I can't, and I can't, I can't believe. I can't believe we here, but shoot, here we are. Hey. Russell Wilson has the biggest hands in the NFL at ten and a hey, quarter. Let, can we please stop talking I about do. hands? Oh, matter of fact, here we go. Here we go. Hey, Mike. Corey, hey, Mike. What's, what's like, you would almost not like Joe Burrow. Yeah, he. Oh, that's right. I remember that. It is exactly nine inches. He had. That's yeah. right. I remember that. And I, I remember that that's too. What made me hesitate on Joe Burrow. Like, oh man, he got nine inches. Oh man, I don't know. So look, there's 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 exceptions. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying it's to be on. I got this list from USA Today. NFL Combine, five QBs with smaller hands who were just fine on the pros. You got Tom yeah. Brady at nine and three, nine three seven. Jimmy Garoppolo, nine and a quarter. Derek Carr, nine and one two five. Joe Burrow at nine, and Patrick Mahomes at nine and a quarter. Hey, Corey, you asked me a question though. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I just said what? What do you? Cause you said uh, stop talking about hand size. I yeah. Saying, how do you? What? What do you use to throw a football? I mean, I mean. I get it. I get it. But you, Thanks, but you know, hey, hey, man, look. I, I told hey, you, look. Man, it's a bias. It's a bias of mine. I'm yeah. not perfect. It's just a bias of mine. It's it's just like I mean, I get it. Just like how Davis don't draft a receiver who don't run a four two forty. Yeah. Or how like I don't want I don't want no wide receiver with a size fourteen shoe. I, like I just don't want it. I just, <laughs> I just don't want it. I feel like they're gonna trip. <laughs> I just, I just uh, don't want it. So, nah. So, nah. I get you. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I never right. told you. Before. Nah, nah, man. Nah. nah. Breaking news to us. Yeah, man. I, like some I did not know you cared that much about a man's hand size. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but you know, you know someone what? who should have cared about someone's hand size. Who? Uzman when he got punched in the face by Edwards. Oh, I can't wait to hear y'all take on this. I know, I know, Corey, I know, Corey, the MMA guru. I can't wait for this. Yeah, like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch the fight because, you know, money. Um, um, yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. So, um, I kind of looked at the scorecard just to kind of because two things okay. the scorecard can do in all right in all right. combat sports. The scorecard tells you a lot. In combat sports. All right, Kelly. Nope. Well, look. Well, look. Just sit back and listen, because I know I saw the fight, and I know Corey saw the fight. So we'll break it down <laughs> for you. Go ahead, go ahead, Corey. Go, go ahead, man. What, what, what was your thoughts on the fight? So I thought it was clearly Usman had that fight under control. I think I gave Edwards the first round. I think I gave Edwards the first round, and then mm-hmm. the next three I gave to Usman, and. Yep. To me, this was one of those fights where Usman fought a perfect fight. And it's just like at that last and, and so much so that I, the, the comp like Joe Rogan and DC and all that, they were saying, like, you know, uh Edwards, what a hard fought, what a what a, what a you know tough fight he's had. This this is a great moral victory. He's going toe-to-toe with the champ, you know, 15 fight wins, then all of a sudden, boom, that knockout. And to me, that was one of those instances where and this is why I think there's going to be an immediate rematch. Oh, Usman, yeah. Usman fought the perfect fight, and he just got caught at the right time, at the right spot. It like just lights out, and it's one of those things that you can't, you can't prepare, you can't predict. I mean, obviously you can prepare to put yourself in in, in, in a, uh, um, a pair of situations, but like in that moment. When you feel like you got everything under control, and next thing you know, boom, your lights get turned out like that, like that, and that's the beauty of combat sports. It's like, you know, dominance doesn't last forever. Like, there's always every everybody can be beat. I guess this thing about the beauty of the UFC: as dominant as you are, anybody can be beat. And mm-hmm. I thought, not that it was a lucky shot. I don't want to say it was lucky, but it was just the right place, right time just a great a great shot now the thing for me is when this rematch happens and this is the thing about all fighters the first time you ever get knocked out i'm not talking about a ref stoppage i'm talking like knocked out like you were removed from your senses 
you hardly <laughs> ever come back the same fighter that you once were mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Like now you have that in the back of your mind of I can get knocked out. You know what I mean? And so I'm curious to see what Kamaru Usman we see. Now, if I'm a betting man, I would probably still, I would probably bet that Usman will get the title back, but it's not as a, it's not as much of a foregone conclusion to me right now, because like, I don't think he'll be the same fighter. Um, uh, I think he'll still be great, but I don't, I don't know if he'll be the same fighter, but yeah, congrats to Leon Edwards, by the way. Uh, Usman Edwards three, I got Usman winning by knockout in round two. Period. Mm -hmm. Usman, Usman dominated every single round except round one. Mm -hmm. Usman fucked up because he let his pride get in the fucking way. If you remember, like after after the bell rung on every round, Usman would stare him in the face or stand over top of him or do something to let Leon Edwards know he's the superior dude. Like it, it was, it was, it's almost like for Usman, this was kind of personal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And and so when the last round happened, when the when the fifth round happened, all Usman had to do is stay the fuck away. Let him let him throw his jabs, let him throw his high kicks. Protect your head. You know what I'm saying? Protect your body. Keep your distance. Yeah. All he had to do was coast. He everybody had already knew he was winning. Leon Edwards was losing so bad that yeah. his trainer even told him. Asked him, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. His trainer, his own trainer asked him that. Leon Edwards, look, I got into this debate with one of my boys. Obviously, you know L. Corey. Mm -hmm. I got into a debate with him. This debate has been going on for two days. Because he's been trying to give Leon Edwards his flowers and everything like that. I'm going to tell y'all, just like mm -hmm. I told him. I'm going to tell y'all, just like I told him. Leon Edwards' ass. Leon Edwards is not good. I don't care that he that he's won 11 straight fights. If you look at who the fuck his opponents have been, they all ass. As a matter of fact, I can tell you right now, before the Usman fight, he beat Nate Diaz, who is nothing but an old-ass punching bag. Nate Diaz lose mm -hmm. everything. He just get beat the fuck up. Before, before Nate Diaz, it was a no contest to some nigga named Bilal Muhammad. Don't nobody even know who he is. Um, you said Bilal Muhammad? Bilal Muhammad. B-I-L-A-L? B-E-L-A-L. Before that no contest with Muhammad, he won against Rafael Dos Anjos. Rafael Dos Anjos held the, title, held the title one time in his career and has only had one successful title defense. He trash. Gunnar Nelson, don't nobody know who he is. He's and pretty then, good. And then, and then the he never held a belt, right? Nah, uh -huh. never, never been, never been regarded top no. five in his weight class, has he? He was no, he was he was top five before. Like he he was a contender, he was a contender at one point. Okay, okay, but he just then, couldn't get there. And then, yeah. and then before that was Cowboy Cerrone, who everybody know, he just retired and he retired for good reason because he gets beat the fuck up. Like like that that that's his that's been Cowboy Cerrone mo for like the last five years. Like Leon Edwards fought has fought nobody to talk about until Usman and was getting dominated the whole fight. And then you know he 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 faked him he faked him with a left and then a right 
and then it did a high kick with his with his uh with his left with his left foot. And so it, I I give him credit for the kick. I give him credit for knocking Usman out with the kick. I will not give him credit for winning that fight because he didn't win the fight. He won he won a moment that got him the belt. He did not win the fight at all. <laughs> at all. He got the belt. He got the belt and he you know Usman Usman did not get the victory. So he deserved to lose the belt. But I'm not giving Leon Edwards credit for shit. That that man ain't do nothing the whole fight. He that man was garbage. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, how I feel about it. So, and you said these two have fought before, right? They fought before, and Usman yeah. won, so they one and one right now. All right. So, Usman was his by decision or knockout? I think his was by decision. I think. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't even remember. So, so um, it went six. It went six hard. Five. Oh no! It went. Five. It went back then. It went three. It was back in 2015. It yeah. Went, it probably went three rounds. It probably went okay. three rounds. Um, I can I can pull it up though. I can pull it up though real quick. Hold up. Uh, because. I look at fights a certain yeah, way. It was, it was, like, I, yeah, I, I look at, I look Uzma, at fights. Usman won. Usman won by unanimous decision. Unanimous back decision. In oh, do you know what the score was? It was, it was unanimous. Who cares I'm about saying, what the I'm score saying, was? I'm saying, no, I'm saying, do you know what the score, do you have the score pulled up? Oh, the scorecard? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Uh, you said that was 2015? 2015. Okay. Uh, I'll pull it up myself a little bit and kind of just look at it. But um, if, if since he won by unanimous decision, I count unanimous decision as as a knockout. It's just uh, it, I, it, I got it, the cards. I got the cards. I, I got the cards. Um, two judges had it at twenty nine, twenty eight. The uh, the third judge had it thirty twenty seven. Okay, all Uz, so, all Uzma, all Uzma. And what that twenty seven tells me is that there was a round where they thought that knockout was coming. That's what that tells me. So that means yeah. you had that means he had one ten. And a nine and an eight, which meant they saw the end coming. That means I mean, he got progressively worse through the fight, which apparently was I don't the know. same story that was being told in this fight. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what it, the story was for the first fight, but I tell you this though, Leon Edwards, he about to lose that damn belt on his in his very next fight. He losing that belt. I, I prom. I, I I you know what. If I if I was a serious betting man, I would bet my damn house on it. Like, you know like that. It, that this that's is how gonna go three. It's gonna go three. And honestly, I look at this the same way I look at the um in boxing, kind of get taken back to the combat sport I watch more of, the Tyson Fury fight. Um, that series with um Deontay Wilder. Wilder got the first win by knockout. No, Wilder, Wilder didn't win. Not by, now, Wilder... It was Wilder a draw. It was a draw. It, it, Wilder, yeah, yeah, first one was a draw. Second one, Wilder won. No, Third second one, se- no, second one, Fury won. That's right. Draw, Fury, Fury. Yeah. Draw, Fury, Fury. In that first fight, you kind of get to the point here. In that first fight, I actually was looking, like, just going back, trying to watch that fight over and over again, just to kind of see, was Deontay Wilder really in that? Early on, yes. But once that thing tapered past the sixth round, it was all fury. 
And once Fury realized, I can whoop this dude ass. Them next two fights fucking proved it. I think the Usman fights, the stories being told the exact same way. So, so Corey mentioned Corey mentioned that you know when you get knocked out like that, you know, fighters don't. Something. Yeah, fighters don't come back the same. And I agree. I agree with that. Um, fighters do not come back the same. But I and I don't think Usman is gonna come back the same. I think Usman literally is gonna come back better and whoop. I, I really, I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I really, I, I didn't say, especially like if I get knocked out and it's my job to fight, I'm watching that tape over and over again to see how lucky was this versus how skilled was this? Because so, I've been beating your ass every so, single round that we fought. There's no way you're telling me. That I can step back into that ring, even if he got a good slip punch in. I'm not afraid of this man. So, so I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, it wasn't. I don't think it. I don't think it was luck. I think the okay. I think the knockout was luck. I think Leon Edwards hitting Usman on the button the way that he did was mm-hmm. luck. I don't think the move that he did was luck because he faked Usman out. He showed him he showed him the left hand. He showed him the left hand and pulled it back. And then he faked with a right with a right jab. And then Usman dipped to his left to uh to Leon Edwards' left. And Edwards threw the left through a left-handed kick. Or a left leg kick. You get what I'm saying? I yeah. said left-handed, but yeah. Uh, yeah I, I know what you mean. I, I can yeah, see it. Yeah, threw a kick on the left hand side. So like Usman dipped into the kick and it was because he fit he showed the left but pulled it back and then he, he then he threw with the right full extension and Usman dipped and then he dip, dipped right into the kick like it was a beautiful move I just think it was lucky that Leon Edwards happened to hit him right on the button because it was like an immediate drop you know what I'm saying um you know and I'm not trying to disrespect Leon Edwards but he 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 does not deserve the championship. He's nowhere near the top three content contenders in his in his weight class. He's well, he's nowhere near it. Well, you know, we saw something similar with um, Juliana, uh, Juliana Pena and uh, Amanda Nunes, the first fight. And, and it's funny you say that because when I was talking to L two days ago, I said Leon Edwards and Pena are the same people. They she they she beat Nunez. What happened the second fight? Nunez beat the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. Like it was a nasty fight. Nunez beat the shit out of her. I think the same thing gonna happen to Leon Edwards. I would take and in his weight class, in their weight class, I would take Uzman over Edwards. I would take Masvidal over Edwards. I would take Colby Covington over Edwards. Oh, I would gosh. take I would take Gilbert Burns over Edwards. Like, yo, Leon Edwards, like, I, I'm not very high on him. I think he's a, re- a very good contender. Um, sort of like uh what's the dude who just fought Izzy? Uh Cannoneer. I think mm-hmm. Leon Edwards is like a Cannoneer type of guy. He's a good contender. But he's he's just not he's just not that championship caliber kind of guy. Yeah, well, that's the fight game. And you know what? Also, is sad that had Usman won this fight, he would have tied Anderson Silva's record for sixteen yeah. consecutive. So, yeah, sixteen consecutive defenses. wins. Yeah. Yeah. No, not title defenses. Sixteen consecutive wins. wins. Yeah, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but Usman Usman still Usman still uh. 
one of the goats, though, especially let, as for in his class. Let me ask you a quick, quick question, Mike. Who would you rather, or who you think is better, Usman or George St. Pierre? Ooh, St. Pierre was Bolser. I can't yeah, remember. What, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's tough, man. <sighs> It's hard uh, not that, to overlook St. Pierre's career, though, bro. That that's neck and neck. Um, so full disclosure for the and, audience: George St. Pierre is my favorite UFC fighter of all time. But anyway, in dude was so damn fast, man. And okay, I think I okay okay I'll put it like this: I believe that skill set wise, GSP got it. Mm-hmm. I believe that Usman was more dominant. Mm. And the reason why I put it like that is because so let me let me pull up Usman real quick. Um but the reason why I put it like that is because with Usman his competition that he's faced has been stiff. It's and I ain't saying P, P, G, GSP's hasn't. Yeah, he went but, to a murderous row in his day. But yeah. Yeah, 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 GSP definitely did, but like I'm talking like the last five in 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 his last five fights, excluding Leon Edwards, the five before Leon Edwards mm-hmm. was Covington, Masvidal, or Covington twice, Masvidal mm-hmm. twice, Gilbert Burns, and this is when Covington and Masvidal was like at the top, and then the sixth fight before that was Woodley. Like it ain't like it, it ain't like like. Yo. No, he, 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 no, he, he, that, that's why I asked because, like, Usman deserves to be in that conversation as, like, the greatest welterweight ever. That's why I brought up George St. Pierre because, like, but it's, can close, have that it's close. It's close. Honestly, it's one of them, it's one of them ones where today I feel like it's Usman, but, like, when I wake up tomorrow, I, I might think it's GSP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's very close. You know, it, it's, it's, it's very, it's very close. Um, yeah, it's, it's very close. I got a question for you though. Um yeah. since we talking about MMA, right? Um Rampage was light heavy, right? Yeah, Rampage Jackson. Yeah, light heavy. Yeah. All right. So L, don't look, don't don't be don't be confused by the recent stuff, but would you take um what the fuck is hold on let me make sure i got the weight class right let me make sure i got the weight class because i don't want to give you a different weight class Ugh. oh no nah, but no nah, i think he, he fought he fought light heavy too would you take rampage or tyron tyron woodley oh rampage wait wait in terms of you talking about overall or just Mm, I'm talking about, come back I'm and think I'm about talk, that. Yeah, I'm talking about career wise. <laughs> Tyron Woodley, I listen. I respect Tyron Woodley, but man, his fight's so boring. The thing, hey, Tyron Woodley would knock your ass out in this prime. Like, yeah, but the now, thing about it with him though, he always he's always so late to pull the trigger for me though. Like, yeah, he is. He's very he late. like he. I mean, they're so okay. As successful, okay. Here's here's what I'm saying. Tyron Woodley was a very successful fighter, but you cannot watch his fights fights and not say he could have been even more successful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Had he been like that's the thing. Like I feel like he's one of those guys that you watch and say, yeah, you were a world champion, but man, like he could have been even greater. Like because like he he always held back. He he never lose. 
he never went for the juggler. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could be he's, – he's one of the guys that had he really – gone to his full potential he'd be one of those guys we'd be talking about usman gsp like one of the greatest welterweights ever but it's like i feel like he held back so much in his career that it's like man like you could have been you he could have been really something special yeah no i he i i agree um but hey but hey woodley had power though i mean now let me now now just for, for so everybody knows Rampage Jackson is my favorite UFC fighter. I like oh, people that I like people that knock people out. I got I got a favorite fighter who was very successful, and I got another favorite fighter who wasn't successful. My other one was Houston Alexander because he had oh, three fights because he had three <laughs> fights where he would just run through you like it it was it was like Tyson like for three fights. Oh, but, at, man, but man. after them three fights, he got his ass canned. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Rampage, a hey, Rampage would lift your ass up and power bomb you in the middle of an octagon. Like, yo, Rampage was that was that dude. Um, but I, I can't sleep on Willie though. Woodley, when he was in his prime, hey, Woodley had some power, yo. Willie, it, sure. it would just it would just take him a while to get there. But like when he finally pulled it, yo, it was yeah, like, like night. It was like night night. Yeah, I like Woodley, and I, I respect him. Obviously, you know. Great fighter, great champion, but I might have to go Rampage just because I feel like Rampage. I feel like I got all of Rampage. Like I feel like I truly got his like absolute best. Missing. Yeah, there's like guys, like he knocked out, like when he knocked out Chuck Liddell, uh, Chuck Liddell. Like, like I felt like, yeah, that was right. And like his, he was also an entertainer. Yeah, and yeah, he, he was. was and like. Yeah, especially when you had at the time we had Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, Matt Hughes, Tito Ortiz, like as like the faces, the various faces of UFC. When Rampage came on, he was like a breath of fresh air. Like this mm-hmm. dude, like he was a, like, a black man. He was entertaining, knocked people out, like grown man strength. Yeah. So like yeah, I you feel can like tell he was he, mad about Rampage. slavery behind his punches. Like you can see yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is for my great great granddaddy. <laughs> I don't want to say hey, get out of here, yo. Get out of but, here, uh, yo. Yeah, I think I might take I might take rampage. That might this might not age well, but I think I might take rampage. At least today. I'll take rampage. Hey, no, rampage is without a doubt uh one of the best light heavy heavyweights, whichever you classify him as or whatever um but no i yeah i i'll just oh i'll give you a hot take though core i'll give you mm-hmm. a hot take the the greatest ever the greatest ufc fighter ever matter of fact no i'll, I'll ask you first because i always always defer to you because you're you're the combat sports guy you got me into it right so who to you is the greatest ufc fighter ever regardless of weight class Anything to me, I would say George St. Pierre. Now, pound, pound the greatest ever, pound for pound, the greatest ever. Now, yeah, now I would de- now I'm on the fence when you ask me about Usman GSP. I'm on the fence, but I am not on the fence about Israel Adesanya. He is the greatest the, ever. The greatest ever. What this man does in the ring is unbelievable. Uh, this man will, 
He hey, got the greatest is, nickname ever. Hey, he he got that he got the nickname for a reason. He be <laughs> like, yo, he be he bendy. It's like like y'all remember that cartoon? Uh, what was the Gumby? He he like him. He just be he be doing like wild shit, yo. He be doing wild shit, like. He Dude, is. You should not be this flexible. And like he be Anderson Silva level flexible. And, no, he no no no. He better than he he greater than Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva top five. But he 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 learned. He actually took Anderson Silva fighting style and made it better. Like, which is why uh, he fought Anderson Silva. Wasn't that Anderson Silva's last fight, last match or something? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, against Adesanya. Yeah, because yeah. Adesanya like looked up to him. Yeah, um, it was a, it was an actual passing of the torch, and that's yeah. something that this sport hasn't had. And which here's the thing: was a very beautiful moment for the sport. And here's the thing: and this go, this going to sound funny, but hey, it is what it is. Adesanya be doing this with French tip nails, <laughs> dog. Imagine imagine getting your ass beat by a skinny, lanky dude with damn white tips on his fingernails. Whooping your ass, <laughs> like yo, bro. Hey, I, uh, I don't even think I can call myself a man for at least a week and a half after that shit. It, is like, that like what is, are you, bro. Jordan? Are you a man? I I, I really got to contemplate. I don't know. Hey, uh, is is he that dude? Okay, so when we talk about the greatest of all time, obviously we we got a nitpick, right? Because we talk about greatness versus greatness. Mm-hmm. The one knock I have on Izzy, the only knock I have on him. French tips. French no, tips. No, no, no. It's not even not even that. His hands oh, ain't no. 10 inches. Kill us. Kill us. That's, <laughs> hey, we on a that's a completely different sport, my man. We, we anyway. No. Hey, my my only my only knock on Izzy is the fact that he tried to go up and claim the light heavyweight title and he lost. And when we talk about the greatest of all, like I say, greatest of all, we nit, we're nitpicking because we're comparing greats to greats. Mm-hmm. George St. Pierre, he went up, he retired for three years, moved up to middle, middleweight and won the middleweight title. Mm-hmm. And Izzy, he's been active, he stayed active, and then he went up, tried to go to light heavyweight, claim the title, and he lost. It was, it was and, and it wasn't like a close, I mean, you can say it was close, but he clearly lost that fight. Now, now if he goes up again and redeems himself, that, that might change my opinion. But as of right now, that's the only negative that I can say about him in terms of the greatest of all time. Now, I think he's great. I, I think I don't, I don't think, I think when it's all said and done, he'll go down as the greatest middleweight of all time, for sure. Who and is he? Yeah. I think he will. Um, so, so, using, so using your logic, so using your logic, if we transfer, if we transfer that logic to boxing, we would agree that Roy Jones is the greatest boxer ever. Five weight classes. Yeah. Man, boxing. So. Here's the Five thing, though. Five different weight classes. Five. The, the thing. Okay. Here's here's what I'll say, and here's why I can't translate that to boxing. Boxing is such a corrupt sport that you mm. can cherry pick who you fight. That's not saying true. I'm not saying that's get the that's fighter. True. But in the UFC, everybody is under the same umbrella. So, like, you can't pick, like, you can't run from this guy. You can't, you got to defend your guy. Like, so that's the only, not, like I said, I'm not saying that's Roy Jones Jr.'s fault or in the fights, but that's just the way the sport of boxing is. It's hard because you can cherry pick, you can, you can pad your record, you can pad your set. Whereas in the UFC, like, 
you fight it, whomever's the number one contender, that's who you fight next. And so that's why it's hard for me to make that transition from UFC to boxing. Yeah. But I get, okay. but I get, but I get, I get your analogy. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Because, you know, Roy Jones is my favorite boxer. And I'm like, hey, the man won five championships in five different weight classes. Yeah. I mean, he was that dude. Yeah. I was a fan of Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Um, but no, so I, I made a mistake. Is Izzy is the second greatest UFC fighter of all time? I made a mistake. I, 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 I and I hope he forgive me if he hear this. The greatest UFC fighter of all time. I don't care that he did cocaine. The greatest fighter of the greatest UFC fighter ever is John Bones Jones. I do oh, not care. Gosh. Oh gosh. I do not that's care. The one fighter who actually had people in his weight class scared to fight him. I, I do. That's I, I that's do, a that's a hell of a. I I do not care about whether he did cocaine. I do not care. I'm not saying he's a great Anyone person. Anyone trying to fight no cocaine? Yeah, I look, I'm not saying he's a great person. I know there's allegations about him uh, domestically abusing, uh, you know, uh, his wife or whatever. Um, I'm not saying he's a good person. I, I'm well. He's not on cocaine no more, allegedly. I mean, but but. You- yeah. Look, look, look. I, look I don't know. Killer, I don't I don't know about his personal life. That's not for me to know. What I know is about what he does inside that octagon and what Bones Jones does is immaculate. Man, I feel it like we could immaculate. do a whole show just strictly on John Jones. There's a whole lot we could say. Okay, I'll I'll say this. I'll admit this to you. John Jones should be the greatest of all time. He, we, he should be. He's that guy that we look to as like. There's no debate. There's no discussion. It's John Jones, and then it's everybody else. That yeah. absolutely is how mm-hmm. we should be talking about him. Like he was, he was that. Because like, like as you know, George St. is my favorite fighter, but John Jones was doing stuff that nobody else, especially at his height and his weight, that nobody else was doing. Yeah. So no yeah. doubt about it. He, we. We should be talking about him as the greatest ever, bar none. I agree with that. Bones but, Jones is the first UFC fighter I have ever seen throw their hip. They use their hip as a weapon. They threw their hip at somebody as a body shot. I have never in my life seen any other UFC fighter do that. But the thing is, though, where you have to get some you have to get into the territory of his personal life because his personal life is what cost him certain fights it's what got him stripped of the title it's what got mm-hmm. him his license suspended his, yep. his his fighting his fighting life suspended yep and so like that bleeds over and it's like 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 what i'm saying is you can't talk about john jones and his greatness without mentioning how that stuff contributed to it, to 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 his whole to his whole story, and it's like it's hard, man. Because like you said, skill wise, talent wise, yeah, it's, it, it 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 should be a no doubt. But man, like so many stuff is like oh, it's, I, it's, I, it's hard for me. It's hard for me. I do not believe cocaine or domestic abuse had anything to do with how he beat the hell out of Cormier. Oh, uh, that's because you don't like Dude. Cormier. I can't stand Cormier. I can't stand Daniel Cormier. Cormier. You ain't like I Daniel Cormier I, like that. I, oh hell no! That fat no. That fat no 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 no. Hell no! I, I no. Hey, I, hey, I hey, like we don't body shame on here, bro. Yes, we do. No, we don't. No, 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 no. We <laughs> we don't body. We don't body shame. We don't body shame. But I just I do. I, I I didn't know what other word to say in the moment to insult. He's him, a heavyweight. I, he's I don't. Like, he's he a big heavyweight. He a, he a big heavyweight. Hey, but two world champion, two different weight classes. That is true. I, I mean, he has he's he had a great career. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I did not like Daniel Cormier. I still don't like him. I think he's a fabulous commentator, though. 
Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. I think I think he's a I think he's a great commentator. I think he's great for um ESPN. Um, you know, when he be uh doing his MMA analysis and everything. Um, it's just that, that my problem with Daniel Cormier is not his in ring, it's not him in ring, it's his personality. I don't like like he's so nice of a person that when he talks trash, I can't take him serious. And so I don't like and so I don't like him for that. I don't like him for that. It's like it's like picture killer. Picture mm-hmm. picture you on the football field. You need to cover, you need to cover the receiver or whatever. So they so you got to line up in the quarterback slot and the person that you going man to man with is Willy Wonka and he talking trash to you. <laughs> See what I mean? Like like yeah. Daniel Cormier, he Daniel Cormier, he got this soft nice teddy bear like personality where he's like a really good upstanding dude it's like the minute he's like yeah man fuck john jones it's like dude i what what like what did you, did you cuss you know what i'm saying like it's like i, I can't take him serious so i don't i don't like that it, it, it he comes across as uh as a as a as a person who just mocks a lot because that's not his personality so He's like the kid that's trying to be cool because his brother hung with the cool kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like it's like Corey. We know we know Corey's personality. Corey ain't about to be up. Here. Corey ain't about to be over here. Like, yeah, I beat your ass. That's not Corey. That's like that's nah. not Corey's personality. That's more me and you. Yeah, yeah. That's like our personality. Corey, yeah. Corey is the one who's like. I mean, I don't want to fight you, but I will. Like I that's mean, Corey's personality. But the me, first I'm, options always come into a diplomatic agreement. Right, right. Did Corey going? Corey's trying try to figure out why are we doing this. Whereas me, I'm not asking no questions. No, nope. <laughs> I'm telling you right you now, Corey, you kept me and Mike from getting arrested on numerous occasions just by you being around us. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> because if you left me and Mike in undergrad up to our own devices. There would be three or four other kids around here, and I would have one to two more charges. Like, so there's so, no way around that. So picture, so killer, picture Corey. So picture Corey saying, "Killer Mike, yeah, let's go fuck some shit up today." That, it's like Corey, what did you? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what are you saying? You yeah, like, like what are you saying? Like, that's not you. <laughs> you know. So that that's that's how that's how Cormier is to me. You know. Uh, but, I mean, he's not saying anything disrespectful to you because he leveled you out to be Cormier. No, I I respect it's, that. I, res, I yeah, I respect that. Had a lot of Dan, Daniel Cormier. If I met him in person, I'm pretty sure he's a nice guy who I could have a conversation with. It's just, I just all just be upstanding because you are an upstanding person. Don't talk trash to John Jones because I can't take you serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's all, that's all that's all I'm saying. I had a really good joke for right now, but it was low key political, and I'm just gonna hold on to that one. Yeah, you, you might. Yeah, that. let's yeah. let's do that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> off the air. Corey, Corey is trying to get us sponsors. I, man, I, listen, I'm trying to tell y'all, and, and y'all saying, "Well, Q, 
kill it. Not y'all. You be saying you be saying so wild. I'm like, God. Anyway. All I, I said was I put a little. I put a little pepper in the dish. That's all. Yellow. All I all I said was Izzy had on French tips because that's a fact. <laughs> that's the nail style that he got French tips. Uh, I mean, I, I mean that's that's, that's factual. I mean, that's what he had. Yeah, so. I haven't said anything too wild tonight. Shit, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, know. I haven't. I haven't. I've been really really tame tonight. Oh. Okay. All right. So there. I got um before we take off because I know it's getting late. Before we take off, right? I got a game. I got a little game for y'all. I'm gonna just give y'all one. I have my uh, if you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame, I have one. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, if you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame, you have to put Metal World Peace in the Hall of Fame. Ooh. You, you have to. You have to. Damn. You have to. That is interesting. That's you have to, you have to put Ron Artest in the Hall of Fame if you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame. You gotta put both his personalities in the Hall of Fame if you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame. Oh man! Because because like there was to me there's there's Dennis Rodman. Then the second generation Dennis Rodman is Ron Artest, Metal World Peace, um, and then the third generation of Dennis Rodman is Draymond Green. They are the, they are like the same exact player, like like you know, like they got the same basketball kind of DNA. Chippiness. They they got chippiness. They gonna rebound the hell out the ball. They gonna irritate you. Get up under your skin. They always gonna be ready to fight. You like they got the the same kind of, you know, what I'm saying the like same kind of basketball DNA. And yeah, and metal metal world peace statistically has better numbers than Draymond Green. Oh yeah. That goes without saying. So do y'all? Do y'all got one? Do y'all got a legit one? Not a comedy one. Do y'all got a legit one? Hmm. You put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame, huh? This is interesting. I, yeah, I really have to think because yeah, yeah, you could use a guy whose numbers are like that. Or you can go with a guy who fills a similar role who played on title teams like that. So, Corey, so Corey, just so you know, since we've been doing this game, I came up with two legitimate ones. Mm-hmm. I said, if you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame, you got to put Rasheed Wallace in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And if you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame, you got to put Metal World Peace in the Hall of Fame. Those are, my, those are the two I've come up with so far. I got two. I got Jerry Stackhouse. And I just had this this name in my head, and that shit just said poof. Oh, yeah. Jerry. Uh, matter of fact, I will go with Jerry Stackhouse first, and I'm gonna get my brain back and think about the other one. I got, I got, a, I got to look. Jerry Stackhouse. Mm. And Jerry played for a long time. The problem with Jerry Stackhouse is that. The NBA is a guard league, is a guard playing league, and as a guard and as a guard, he only averaged seventeen points. And Jerry Stackhouse wasn't that impactful either. So like, so like the alternative, right? So I said like Vince Carter deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, Vince Carter and Jerry Stackhouse got about this got about the same type of stat line. But the thing is, Vince Carter was so more so much more impactful for the NBA that his impact is felt 
Um, whereas Jerry Stackhouse wasn't as impactful as Vince Carter. So um mm-hmm. I'm I'm kinda on the borderline with Jerry Stackhouse. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm also not gonna fight for it if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Cause we're talking 17, 3 and 3. And honestly, it would have finished way higher than that had it not been for those last few stops toward the end of his career from like 2000. Well, I said 2009 on because oh he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. But, you talking about you talking about the the years that he averaged single digits. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't seeing minutes like that. Like legit yeah. when his it was it was it was went, bench warmer minutes. Yeah, when his minutes went below 30, it was pretty much a wrap. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 could, I could see it. Yeah, yeah. I had Draymond Green. Not Draymond Green. I had um, Jerry Stackhouse was one of them, and the other one was um, oh yeah, um, we never really talked much, but Robert Ory got the same kind of stat line. Stop it! Stop it! Are, uh, Robert Ory got rings too. No, no, but, <laughs> but but seriously though, but seriously though, John Sally. No, but seriously though, if you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame, you have to put Chauncey Billups in the Hall of Fame. What about Rip Hamilton? I hey, I was gonna Yo, say that's Rip. a good one. Rip, I was gonna say Rip. I was gonna say that. Andre Blatch. Hell, Andre Blatch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Thaddeus Young. Andre Blotch. Nah, ain't nobody uh, put no damn Thaddeus Young. <laughs> hey, would y'all put Jamal Crawford in the uh, Hall of Fame? Ooh. Hmm. Like, legit, le- legitimately? Like, legitimately, would y'all put him in the Hall of Fame? He's one of the greatest if, six men if, ever. If, if Manu goes, you gotta put him in. Jamal, hey, Jamal Crawford. And Jamal yeah. Crawford has a specialty crossover. Yeah, that's true. They still got this man's dribble package in 2K. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only thing you can do for Manu is use his very weird looking dump package and this and that Euro step. That's it. Yeah. Um oh also, also I was looking at the malice in the palace today. Don't ask me why, because sometimes I enjoy a good basketball fight. Um then <laughs> <laughs> don't watch any of them involving Kobe Bryant, because those are terrible. So I was watching the malice in the palace. I just want to say that. Ben Wallace could have mm-hmm. knocked that nigga Ron Artest out. <laughs> hey, Ben Wallace. You talking about that missed punch? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like after the hard foul, before mm-hmm. before the whole brawl, after the hard foul, when Ben Wallace pushed Ron Artest, yo, if Ben Wallace would have swung, it would have been over. For Ron, Ron Artest would have been out cold. <laughs> Did you see how big Ben Wallace was? Bruh, did you see how far he shoved that man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, facts. I, I don't even, I'm not even sure if I can make that kind of pass without stepping into it. So there's no way in hell. See, see what I mean? If a grown man pushes me that hard, yeah, that I'm about to take a single punch from him. I'm talking, bruh, the minute I, minute I go back more than two to three feet, I'm already starting to think about apologizing. This yeah. man went from a decent two-point range to damn this Steph Curry after that punch, after that push. That's range, my guy. I mean, he can scramble your thoughts with one punch, bro. Hey, so look, I also want to do, I also want to do this new game, right? So 
we can rotate this. We can only do we 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 can only do one of these per show, right? So, um, every one one of these per sports show. So every show, we'll come up with a list of the top five, the the like the top five worst players for the franchise for the for a basketball franchise. Yeah. Or for or for any sports franchise. So I'll go first. I'll go first since, since I was thinking about this earlier today, right? So I'll go first. I'm gonna do my own team, the Chicago Bulls. All right. And can you just pick guys who don't play? They have to play significant minutes, right? They they had they, no. They just had to have played. Period. Oh. Period. Okay. They just had to have played. Period. Okay. Um. So mm-hmm. I'll go first. At center, Eddie Curry. <laughs> Eddie Curry. Eddie Curry can run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, at <laughs> the starting point, and we're going to call this the all instead of the instead of the all star team, the the all who team. Who? <laughs> the all who team. <laughs> okay. At, yeah, at shout point, out to the um, to um, broadcast boys for that one. Yeah, yeah. At uh, so okay. At point guard, I'm gonna do Bryce Drew. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you killer. You don't even know who he is, do you? <laughs> Bro, I promise. Did he go to Georgia Tech? Uh, I don't know. He went to Georgia Tech, but I know he played mm. on the team that had when we had Elton Brand, Jamal Crawford, and Ron Mercer. He was a backup point guard, Bryce Drew. Bryce Drew. Oh, he's a basketball coach now. Bryce Drew. Oh, Valpo. His dad was the coach. Uh, shit, I don't know. No, I'm I'm saying I'm telling you, his dad was the coach. Homer Drew was the coach. That Valpo thing they show every March. That Valparaiso shot from the corner. He was the one that hit it. Oh, really? Yeah, his dad's Homer Drew. Mm. Mm. Um, all right. So at shooting guard, uh, hold up. Let me let me let me figure this out. At shooting guard for the Chicago Bulls, Eddie Robinson. He was horrible. <laughs> he was so horrible. Bro, I would much rather have Josh Smith jacking threes than watch Eddie Robinson take one Yo. shot. Yo. That man couldn't shoot if you handed him a loaded gun. Like He was horrible. Eddie, Eddie oh Robinson. Oh, my God. Bro, you're bringing back scarring memories right now. <laughs> I, you know what? In the four, I'm going to go ahead and fill in the four for you. Michael Sweetney at the four. No, 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 right no, no, there, no, no, no. Who you got worse? Who you got worse? At the three, Marcus Pfizer. Marcus Pfizer at the three. Yo, for anyone who wants to know what I look like, pull up a picture of Marcus Pfizer. <laughs> All right. If y'all are wondering who I look like, I look like Marcus Pfizer. Golly. Golly. Um, okay. 
for. You see, you see, I know both of y'all pulled up. I was like, dang. No, no, no. Like, I did not uh, pull it up. I, I didn't either. I didn't like, pull it minus up. Minus the teeth, I look like Marcus Pfizer. So look, at Power Forward, you was right, Killer. Mm-hmm. Michael Sweetney. We put so much stock in that fucking pick. And then the center is Eddie Curry. Bro, there is zero fast break potential on this team Look. outside of maybe Eddie Robinson. The sixth man. Oh, God. The sixth man, Corey Benjamin. I remember him. <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> So the, hey, look. So that's the that's the worst Chicago Bulls lineup of all time. That's an zero and eighty two team. That's a, that's oh they zero and eighty two. So so next show, ne- next sports show. Who's the coach? Who? Oh my oh, God! Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 I, got, I, got I, got, I got it. I got it. Tim uh, Floyd. Tim Floyd. Tim Floyd. Yeah, I was about to say Scott <laughs> Tim Floyd. Tim Floyd. Uh, I was, was going to say, I was about to say, who's the coach we got at the Bill at the um Bill Cartwright? I was because we were the baby bulls on the Bill Cartwright. Yeah, um, we didn't do Bill Cartwright no justice, but None. uh, it, it was going to be either Tim Floyd or the dude that looked like him that we had uh uh. From Scotty Brooks. No, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about the one. But shit, hold on, let me see. I I I, I can see his fucking face. I'm talking about oh. the one that went. He coached the um, Wizards. No, no. Not Jordan's first coach. No. Um. Uh. Fuck. That was, was it after, good. Was, wait, hold on. Was it right after um right after Phil? No. That 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 right after field was uh Tim Floyd. So Tim I'm talking Floyd. I'm talking about hold on. Chicago shit. Bulls. Um coach. um by year. Okay, here we go. Um um damn. Who was the fucking coach? Fred Hoiberg. Fred Hoiberg, yo. Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> he used to be a point guard, bro. Fred Hoiberg. That was his fucking name. Yeah. He was after Tibbs, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, after he, Tibbs. he right after yeah. Tibbs. Yeah, Fred yeah. Hoiberg. You know someone else we didn't give a good shot to? Vinny Del Negro. Oh no, nah, that's because John Paxson wanted to fight him. You I mean, I, I do like. You don't remember that story? T- with, yeah, with I do. When Vinny Del Negro went up to the front office, went in John Paxson's office, and told told him to put his damn hands up so they could fight. Oh, bro, that shit was funny. Yeah, yeah, yo. When I tell you the cocaine Chicago Bulls, bro, it's all cocaine in that front office. That wasn't Vinny Del Negro, though. That wasn't Vinny Del Negro. Vinny, Vinny was always a professional for the most Vinny, part. Vinny, Vinny Del Negro is the reason why um, Kirk Heinrich lasted as long as he did. Yeah, because of the offense we were running under him. Yeah. But all right, yo, that's all I got. That's it. I like that. I like that, I like that too. So next next sports show, who gets that? Who gets to do that? Next uh let me let you know what? Um I actually I actually have a coin. I'ma flip it. I'ma flip it. Uh Corey, call heads or tails. 
Killer got it next. Of course. Killer got it next. You ain't got to tell me the team. You ain't got to. You ain't got to say well, like the team until it's time. So next Tuesday, you got the team, the worst starting five in history. So <laughs> that hey, look, that means you can't. Don't do no shit. Like try to choose golf or tennis or some one person <laughs> sport. Don't try to be slick. Don't try to Just be pick slick. five people. Don't nobody know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's a couple of things that came to mind. Instantly, but I might pick a challenger. All right, all right, but yeah, that's all I got, y'all. So we can go ahead and close it out. Yeah, guys, I, I, I gotta hit the hay. Yeah, I understand, man. So, um, gotta do the same thing. I might grab myself a snacky vest because I've been hearing snack rappers the entire show, and absolutely. And oh, that was me. I was um, I was eating candy. Yeah, you you stay eating some damn candy. Yeah, man. Uh, I got I gotta go to the dentist in two weeks. They're gonna be like, bro, what is this? Uh, this a candy corn? That's your actual tooth. But um, but no, that's all love. I hope, hope that goes well for you. Yes, sir. And speaking of things, I hope that go well. I hope y'all's life continue to go well. We thank y'all so much for putting up with us, especially me, because I can be a trip sometimes. But we definitely appreciate that. Of course, y'all know next episode published will be a video game one and y'all gotta stay tuned for that because i'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about everyone's least favorite football franchise of all time but until then it's been we'll 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 review it oh yeah we definitely will both generations since we got those covered by gameplay already yep but until then people peace we out Thank you.